That song has been our little flagship tune for a while now. I think uh, that and the silent running uh, were songs we were playing back in January and February, uh, hinting on what is to come. And uh, if you hear all the shows from a long, long time ago, you will see that they were all encompassing to come to this point, uh, this point in time where we're 71 days away from the elections, the re-election of President Donald J. Trump and the forces that be would come out and timing, timing, of course, is everything, timing, timing, timing. And um, it's so interesting just to see. Remember, one thing I've always said is, uh, well, two things is follow the money because everyone has a price and that uh, people will always tell you who they are slash they will pull their own pants down. And many people around the world right now are witnessing this. Shadowgate pulled the pants down across the planet People are starting to see everything that is going around, all these riots, all these planned hits, all these political, uh, the, the political discourse, they're all coming to, you know, what I find interesting is that in my, uh, obviously it's archived, I guess, on, um, on a Wayback Machine, and I'm still waiting to see how I can retrieve uh, my website uh, data that was stolen, because that's theft, and <laughs> uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, you know, lawyers are saying, you know, it's fine, this is how we're going to proceed, but that's not the point. The point is not that. My Twitter and my website down, because in there, was all this information that you needed to guide you. All the information you needed to show you. Um, for example, for example, we saw a recent departure, and this is it. If you look and pay attention, you'll see that almost everything that is happening has been dropped. The DARPA, the social media, the way that they pay them. You know, some people get like crazy, you know, advertising paid or billboard ads suddenly up and running to do what they need to do. Now you are starting to see where the real war is. And this is good versus evil. I mean, they're insane. And, you know, I have to say, I kind of on, on, on Friday, uh, that Friday on August 14th, the president made it clear made it clear on a few things. And I think it's important to revisit them. But he did say something that was pretty interesting and, you know, message received. I would like to play a clip for you um, that he retweeted because we all know where this came from. And 
it was quite interesting, right? And um, I actually took time to myself um, and putting together things. You know, we still have more movies to drop. We have a lot more putting out. So a little bit of recoup and downtime because we've been working overtime for the past two weeks, a lot of us, because um, it's not just a one-man person, right? It's a team. It's, it's a global team. So I want to play a little clip that someone put together, and then we'll play the whole nine-minute clip. Quite interesting. Very interesting. And again, our president, one of the best trolls on the planet. They're buying millions of... Why don't we bring teacup? Exactly. What do you so, look, I don't want to set the world on fire right now on your wonderful show, which I watch all the time, okay? But I made a great deal with China. You see that they're buying billions and billions of dollars of... That was interesting. That was very interesting. It's very interesting how the majority of the verbiage used. Uh, very interesting when they asked him about, you know, conspiracy theories, how he said, well, they're upset with what they're seeing in Portland, in Chicago. Listen, these are highly organized. The, their, their operations have been infiltrated by us for a very long time. And, you know, we have one person that I don't know how they're still standing watching all this stuff. You know, one person who's pretty much the point. Like we jump in whenever and tap in. But this person, I don't know how they're not sitting there with, listening to all this leftist garbage. But when you hop on and you see these organized Slack Zoom conferences, chats of how they organize and the amount of money going through, it's incredible. And if you remember a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the banking institutions and all that. And, 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 and I said, <laughs> we'll talk about Bank of America when it's time. They got busted for providing over a billion dollars to Black Lives Matter. And the question is, why would this be news if it's just a bank that's being used? I mean, they could, amalgamated bank is 100% DNC funds. Like, why not focus, why not through there? Well, the thing is, the question is, where did the money that went through the Bank of America come from to fund Black Lives Matter? Which is, you know, which is so horrible. Because Black Lives Matter is supposed to be uh, a movement uh, discussing and, and bringing attention to systemic racism. And there is racism. We're not going to lie and say that there isn't. There totally is. And that's all about how you were raised, uh, the demographic you were in, you know, you know the, 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 I would say the influences at a young age. It exists in all facets, not just against black or brown, but anything. So it exists. And that movement that was so pure to, 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 as an idea was transformed into a weapon. And I was uh, very, very happy to see that people saw that now they're trying to skew like the QAnon movement, right? Oh, it's evil. Oh, it's this. And they started to create camps. But you already have the blueprint so you can see exactly what they're doing. They are trying to agitate. See, these are people that are paid. And all of these people that are paid, you know, lead back to the same place. That's what's going on. This is, this is where you see it. They wanted to create a situation where QAnon is this, so then they can house it to one person 
or group of people and say terrorism when it's not. Because this is how they operate, but you have the tools. So we'll discuss Shadowgate, but it's important to listen to what the president says about China. See, uh, I, I don't know if you guys um, heard me uh, last week on InfoWars where Alex Jones was telling me how Snowden and Assange are innocent and how Snowden was in Russia. And instead of, you know, saying no, he was in China. Uh, I just said, how do you know he's in Russia? See, people need to be paying attention. When Snowden came out, no one attacked him. Instead, the mainstream media and all these people you see on social media came out to support him. They even made a movie about him. Can you see the hijack now? Because what he did was facilitate the mess that we are in. And Shadowgate showed you exactly how he did that. And this is why William Barr said no immunity, no pardons. That's what you need to focus on, the facts. So let's listen to President Trump's interview here, which tells you so much. Very much. Attacking it, it Trump, was dark. Trump, Trump, Trump. It was dark. Right. I agree. What are we going to see from your party next week? Well, I think we're going to see something that is going to be very uplifting and positive. That's what I'd like to like it to be. I think you have to defend yourself by talking about some of the lies, like when he says Social Security. I don't think he knows too much about Social Security. Uh, when he, I mean, basically, he said he's not going to give the, the big tax reduction that we're giving for people, which is a lot of money, and you have to do that. You need some stimulus during this period of time. The economy is roaring back. It's coming back. We're going to be talking about the economy. We're going to be talking about the military, what we've done and where we're going, because we need strong military. They don't want to have a strong military. But those are this, I just wanted to get a sense from you. What's the overall message? What's the I think it's positive. Why should people vote for you? Yeah, I think the overall is, is going to be uh, a very positive as opposed to a dark, a very, very positive message. And... Um, positive on the economy. We're going to have a great year next year. You know, people find it hard to believe. You've seen the numbers. They all said, oh, we're not going to have a V. Well, the way we're going, we're going to have a super V. And we haven't even gotten the additional stimulus that the Democrats should have approved. And they probably will, because I think they have a lot of political pressure. But no, I think it's going to be a very, very positive uh, So you've, talk, you've talked a lot about getting back to where we were. Right. The, the great economy, the the facts are there on that. People can see that. And they experienced it. But what do you want to get done if you're reelected in the next four years that okay. you weren't able to do in the first I'd love years? to see school choice education-wise. It takes care of itself. It's the ultimate thing. I believe you're a fan of school choice. But Very much the so. Democrats are totally not. Well, most importantly, parents are. Well, the they parents know are. The parents are. For that children. The parents are. And so school choice is one thing. Education is very simple. School choice. And let the parent go and decide... And also, for instance, if they're going to close these schools, I just left Pennsylvania. The whole state is closed up. North Carolina, they have it all closed up. By the way, their numbers aren't any better than other states. So in many cases, they're worse. But you'll probably open up everything on November 4th. Anything they can to make the economy as bad as possible. But they have a hard time with it because the numbers are so good. So what can you do at the, the federal level? Because a lot of that school you know, the money and the way it's run, it's done at the state and local level. What could you do as president? Well, one of the things I did, which nobody ever talks about, is I saved the historically black uh, colleges and universities. They were in big trouble, and I saved them. Nobody wants to talk about that. Uh, oh, President Obama did not do it, and Biden didn't do it. 
and people didn't do it. So I think that's an important thing. At least I can say it because we get no credit and we should get a little credit for doing certain things. Um, we are working with every educational group in the country. We are working on our schools. We want uh, very, very strong. Uh, and, you know, I've been very, very strong on choice and we've got a lot of choice going. But this is where we can get students to, instead of failing horrible schools, where you see some of the statistics in New York, where, yeah. I mean, people can barely read after they get, of high, get out of high school. They can't pass the simplest of tests. So uh, education's a big factor. It's going to be a big factor for me. So let's talk about the, the economy. And Okay, so let's talk about education. So, you know, we see a lot of people uh, that have exited high school and entered into college and they're getting these degrees that have that make no sense, like, you know, uh, gender studies and feminism. Like, what is that? How do you uh, provide? I mean, those should be added, you know, if you want to specialize in feminine, if, if feminism, if you want to specialize in gender studies, you know, you get your, you uh, you know, degree in sociology, and then you move on to more specialists. And usually those lead into, you know, becoming a PhD candidate and going forward. Um, and these are uh, more of research type things. You know, getting a degree like that, you can't expect to just walk in and get a job. But they had, mes this is why millennials are so pissed. And I've said this before, millennials are pissed and they're dildo waving and demanding things because they feel like society owes it to them. And in a sense, you know, they have done it. You know, they they they, they in a sense, you know, they remember in the late 90s. Right. And in the early 2000s, uh, you know, they started pushing they get a college degree and then you can get a job. So people were just going in there instead of working on things that we need. Like we need welders, we need electricians, we need mechanics, we need people. But as those degrees were being pushed, jobs that are mechanics, electricians, manufacturing, whatever, were being shipped overseas. Um you know, customer service all overseas. So you have to understand, even though I don't want to, you know, justify all the actions of the millennials, right? We have to understand where they're coming from. They feel duped. Society owes them. Uh, society owes them in the sense of this deceit because that was the, the big plan to disable our infrastructure and economy, be dependent on other nations, and then further that to a more global type government. We've been talking about that for nearly three years on air. Uh, this is the logic. And they use psyops to do so. They advertise, they use the media, they use the, the educational system to create this faux need that was never there. You know, people that have that have debt of, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars are now working as baristas at Starbucks because they can't get anywhere. Uh, they have no skills. Uh, they have no ability. It's it's simply a piece of paper and there's no more competition. Uh, competition is, you know, null and void. You're not allowed to compete. Everybody, you know, wins. There are no winners and losers. Like, how does that even make sense? And then there's people that have this, uh, you know, dysmorphic, I would say, ideology of uh, what society should be. And they believe that uh, having a society 
where uh, everyone is the same and everyone has rights and everything is free exists. That's a dystopia because I don't want to travel to Italy and it be the same as France and it be the same as everything. Every single nation. President Trump's UN speech in 2017 was incredible because he told them you need to look after your own people. You need to thump your own nation. You need to stand on your own two feet and compete. Healthy competition. It's always healthy to compete because with competition drives innovation and, 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 and it accomplishes so many things. But what we see here is a culture of people that do not want innovation that are pushing. Well, we're pushing a culture and uh, indoctrinating our youth into a culture where they shouldn't be competing. They shouldn't be standing on their own, but they should just be waiting for other people to hand it to them. And uh, this is why the wall is so important. The wall was very important because by allowing droves of illegal migrants mooching off of our infrastructure, it collapses it. And at the point where infrastructure collapses, you're at the mercy of those that are in office. That was exactly the plan. Not only that, in regards to safety, it only takes one person to blow something up. And you don't know who's coming through. There were, you know, most of these people that are coming through the borders, yes, they're from the Central America, from Mexico. But in there is a mix of people that have been flying around with fabricated passports from nations like Chile and Venezuela and the Caribbean, flying in to somewhere in Central America or Mexico and then walking across the border. Most of these coming from the Horn of Africa and Western Africa. This is scary because you don't know who's coming into your country and what intentions they have. And the, 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 the consideration of the other side, seeing how important this is, right, is, is the fact that they're claiming that it's racist to want to be safe, that it's racist to want to uh, support a solid infrastructure to work for the people um, is, is asinine. I mean, even during the DNC conference, you heard nothing about they wanted to do. Just we need to get Trump and president. This is the Trump virus, not the China virus. And it's, 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 it's so insane, but I Shadowgate gave you the tools to see just how they did all this, how they've been doing all this. You know, I've, I've mentioned it many, many times. People like me don't exist because we never step into the light. We never do ever, ever. And what I'm glad to say is that over the weekend, many people have reached out to myself, to Bergie, to Millie people that are very high up there, people that have testified against very high level people, people that are, you know, within JAG even saying, we want to help you because what you're doing is right. And we're here for the fight. Obviously everything's taken with a grain of salt because you don't know where everyone stands. So what we need to realize is that this is war. And I've said this, this is a revolution. This is the most incredible war. We are making history. But like I said, it's only after we reelect the president that the real work happens. That is when it all happens. Now, I want you guys to listen to the China part of this so you can see where we're going. And China. And I want to put those subjects together because um, so much of what went wrong with the economy, which you ran on in 2016, was the fact that the jobs went to China and so on. As you look ahead to the next four years, if you're re-elected, what's going to be your overall 
attitude towards China. Okay, we'll look back for the last three and a half years. I'm the only one that ever took on China. And you saw the intelligence reports where they say China is working hard to get Joe Biden elected. If he gets elected, China will own our country. Now, I want you guys to go back to one of my New Year's Day shows. Uh, I don't remember if it was uh, 2019 or 2020, but one of those two shows, I told you that the dominating issue that we have is artificial intelligence in China. You know, for those of you, uh, for those that are fairly new to Tori Says, uh, which isn't many, because, you know, I've been out there saying this all along. It's not like I've just come on the scene. I have been telling you exactly what's going to happen. And that is what the president is pointing out. Why? Because people like me invented the tools that they are using against you. And it is your tax dollars that they are using to weaponize these systems against you. These are, these are programs and strategies. These are weapons of war that they have turned on the people, weapons of war. It's horrible. And people need to understand just how huge this is. I mean, after Shadowgate, you saw all these generals. Oh, and mind you, for those that believe that they know what they're talking about of Snowden, there's pictures of Snowden with Hayden, with General Jones, and him in China, Hong Kong, China, Macau, I can keep going. So, you know, never take, <laughs> never take what you see and what you're told as correct. And when you see the left aligning with right pundits, that's when you need to start questioning everything. China, I've told you, is a, is is a the C well the Chinese Communist Party was created by the United States in 1945. I also told you that it was two generals and, and that decided where to draw the border of Korea and separate them without even taking the Koreans into consideration. That is actual history. And we decided who's we. The previous governments decided who's they, who's the government, the shadow government, the fourth unelected branch of government that I've been speaking about for over three years, the Praetorians, the one that wants to protect the ruler and not the people are the ones that made these decisions. I've many, many times said that the left and the right are indistinguishable. They are one in the same. It is after President Trump came on the scene it is after he came on the scene that things changed, that people resigned. I mean, we had so many Republicans resign, so that way they do not get caught up in the sweep. They have hijacked you so bad that Brennan's guy, remember, this is CIA. When you're in the intelligence community, the one thing you're taught is how to lie. Okay. And you never stop because it's about national security. See, people don't seem to understand that. You're not going to walk around and say, oh yeah, you know, I do this for a living. What are you nuts? Nuts. I mean, it is insane that people would even think that. And you know, Bottom line is they hijacked you again. Oh, Durham said that he's not part of that. Yeah, that's because I told you in an article, I told you in an article years ago, which obviously this is why my website was taken down, 
that Durham was not appointed by William Barr, but it was done so by Sessions. I even showed you the evidence in that article. And yet, people don't seem to understand. All this information has been put out there, but they are so blind to see because why? And this is important, and we've talked about this before. They look for brand names, tiaras, and sashes. Like they're going to help you. Like they're really going to help you. Because if you're not funded by the people, you're funded by interests, period. That's the way it is. It is, <laughs> that's like fact, that's doctrine. So here we are where the president is talking about China. When he speaks about China, we're talking about the CCP. This is a program that they piloted. Remember, my old boss was huge and had a lot of companies in Asia. And this is why the question that everyone should be asking is, why hasn't anyone subpoenaed Gina Haspel to speak? She was APAC and then went to London. She saw everything. Why hasn't anyone subpoenaed her? Why haven't the Republicans subpoenaed anybody? Why are they pushing this fake Russia hoax? The Russia hoax was to cover up the actual crimes. Brennan, Clapper, and them are not going to go down for the dossier. The dossier was so remedial, such a loser move. Uh, it, you know, that is going to take down judges. That's going to clean up the law enforcement. That's going to clean up that gray area where the FBI has suddenly had an overlap with the uh, clandestine division visions of the CIA. I had exposed that Peter Strzok was a CIA agent. I've mentioned the high value, the high value um, intelligence group. People call it the high value interrogation group. They covered that up because the DNI had slipped. Ask me how I know, because <laughs> there's a lot of people that were part of that. And one of them was Strzok under the Obama administration. Ask me how I know. This is stuff that I will tell to Congress. I will tell to no one else but Congress. I've been asking them to interview me. I have been reaching out to them constantly, but to no avail. Could it be that communications are intercepted? Possibly. Could it be that it wasn't the right time? Again, possibly. That's what I've been telling to Bergie too. Bergie, you may have reached out to him, but it wasn't the time. Because in order to put a, pull weeds out, you got to loosen the soil, right? And see the root all of it. And we are going to start seeing departures. And the recent departure we saw was in effect, I had given you that Easter egg in that article where I said that the whistleblower is a wiretap. And I was right, of course. Everybody else was talking about Eric Sierramella. But, you know, they're like, who are you to say that you heard this? It's like, I've been saying this <laughs> and I haven't been wrong, but whatever, right? I've been saying all of these things. I have not been wrong, but you know, tiaras and crowns. So, you know, Eric Sierra was selected to take the fall because he was present in places where they could place him. You saw that the IC, the IG of the IC retroactively changed the laws to make it stick. They change stuff. They plant stuff. They manufacture stuff. How can you not see it? You saw that Kleinsmith edited. What did I say about Carter Page? Want CIA? Yeah, that's right. Always CIA. So he removed that. This was all a fix. It was all to cover. But this is how you expose it all. Now, keep in mind, just because someone is used as an asset, 
doesn't mean there are knowing asset. There are people that are assets because they're targets. So when they're targets, right, they are manipulated to be assets. So they're unwilling or unknowing assets. That's another thing. They hijack you and use you like that. Hmm. It's pretty interesting. But here's where the president tells you exactly what's happening with the U.S.-China relations. I've taken billions and billions, tens of billions of dollars in taxes out of China. I gave them to our farmers because they targeted wrongly our farmers. They thought that would put pressure on me. They could get whatever they wanted. So they target us and it's no good. So if you look at um, what we've done with China, nobody's ever done to but China. Are you going to be tougher in the next four years with China? The, a lot of people, I've, I've been one of them, that said, you know, why do we... Why are we there at all? Why don't we disengage? Why don't we bring teacups? The, exactly. What do you so, look, I don't want to set the world on fire right now on your wonderful show, which I watch all the time, okay? But I made a great deal with China. You see that. They're buying billions and billions of dollars of, you know, manufactured goods, but also farmers, more than they've ever done. But with all of that being said, it's no longer the same to me. It's no longer the same. There's been no country that's ripped us off more than China. And by the way, the European Union is no beauty either, okay? They treat us terribly too. But there's been no country that has ripped us off like China for many, many years, for decades, where we'd lose anywhere from 200 billion to 500 billion, with a B, billion dollars a year. We rebuilt China. I give them all the credit because they were smarter than our presidents and smarter than our representatives, but I've stopped it. I've, they had the worst year they've had in 67 years. This was the worst year prior to the plague coming in. They had the worst year and we had the best. But it's not like in the future, I mean, your, your, your team has shared with me um, the, the key policy points of your second term agenda. There's a lot to talk about there. One of them is about bringing back jobs, well, even we're more than before, well, you're incentives asking, for American companies. But you're asking an even more. Hold on. Let's just go to the live stream of the president accepting the nomination um, uh, for the Republican Party right now. Um, and yes, you know, he sees everything and knows everything. And like I said, many people would be disappointed because they have fantasies. I said this, but we'll get to that. Let's just listen to our president right now. Eight more years. Eight more years. Now, if you want to really drive them crazy, you say 12 more years. That's what's up. Because we caught them doing some really bad things. Yes, we did. Let's see what happens. We caught them doing some really bad things. We have to be very careful because they're trying it again with this whole 80 million mail-in ballots that they're working on. Sending them out to people that didn't ask for them. They didn't ask. They just get them. And it's not fair and it's not right. And it's not going to be possible to tabulate, in my opinion. It's just my opinion. We have to be very, very careful. And you have to watch. Every one of you, you have to watch. Because bad things happened last time with the spying on our campaign. And that goes to Biden and that goes to Obama. And we have to be very, very careful. We have to be very, very careful. And this time they're trying to do it with the whole post office scam. They'll blame it on the post office. You could see them setting it up. Be very careful and watch it very carefully because we have to win. This is the most important election in the history of our country. 
This is the most, you know, for for a long period of time, I would say, well, 2016, how special was that evening? Was that one of the great? That was one of the great evenings. But we have to be very, very careful and we have to win. Our country is counting on it. This is the biggest. This is it. Our country can go in a horrible, horrible direction or in an even greater direction. And before the plague came in from China, that's where we were going. We were going in a direction like we had never seen. The most successful economy in the history of our country. The best unemployment numbers in history for African-American, Asian-American, Hispanic-American, women, college students, bad students, good students, everybody. If you had a diploma, if you didn't have a diploma, it didn't matter, you were doing well. Everybody was doing well. And we were actually coming together. You know, success brings people together, maybe better than anything else. Success brings people. So many times they say, we're divided. Well, we were very divided under President Obama, very divided. People have no idea how divided. They didn't talk about it as much. They didn't say it as much. But we were really coming together. And I was speaking with Democrats all of a sudden because the success, the markets were at an all-time high. And by the way, take a look at what's happening with the markets. Take a look at your 401ks, which you probably do every hour. Take a look at your stocks. We're very close to breaking the record. And NASDAQ has already done it. You know, NASDAQ has broken the record, I think, 16 times already during a pandemic. Hopefully, we'll call it the final phase of a pandemic. You know, Biden the other day said, no, he'd shut it down. He'd listen to some I say, and he'd shut it down. Uh, we just broke a record on jobs, an all-time record. There's never been three months where we've put more people to work, over 9 million people. And again, we're just about ready to break the all-time stock market re record. I mean, you look at it, we're just about ready to do it again. And what that means is everything else is going to follow. Very smart on Wall Street. Everything else is going to be there. The economy is coming up very rapidly. Our farmers are doing well. Our farmers are doing well because I got China to give them $28 billion because they were targeted by China. I got the farmers $28 billion, 16 and 12. That's why. So in spite of the pandemic, and our farmers did a great job in supplying food and all of the difficulties during this period of time. But uh, we're getting ready to do things like nobody's ever seen before. But the best way to bring unity is success. Success brings unity. And we were there. And then we got hit with the plague. But we won't forget that. I just want to thank the people of North Carolina because, to be honest with you, I felt an obligation to be here. Uh, you have a, a governor who's in a total shutdown mood. I guarantee on November 4th, it'll all open up. It'll be fine, like most other states. On November 4th, you know, these Democrat governors, they love shutdown until after the election's over because they want to make our numbers look as bad as possible for the economy. But our numbers are looking so good. And frankly, I used to say a V, and people would say, well, maybe not. I don't think so. Some would say, no way. We have a super V. You're right. It's now looking like it's a super V. Uh, 
our automobile numbers are incredible. Both used cars and brand new cars, our manufacturing numbers incredible. We're putting a lot of manufacturing jobs to work that the previous administration said you'd need a magic wand. You'd need a magic wand for manufacturing jobs. I don't think so. I guess we had the magic wand, that's all. But we're putting them, again, we're putting them back. We're bringing them back. But think of your life just prior to the plague coming in. It was the best it's ever been. Your state had the best numbers they've ever had, ever had by far. And we had the best employment numbers also. We were up to 160 million jobs. We were never anywhere near that. And then we had to shut it down. We saved millions and millions of lives. We learned the enemy. We learned all about the invisible enemy, how it affects really people that are older, especially older people, the elderly, but older people with uh, problems with heart, with diabetes, with other problems. And we learned, and most of the country is right now doing very, very well. They've done an incredible job. And to have a man sitting on television the other day say, oh, I shut it down. Oh, I shut it down. Like, it's easy. Shut it down. And by the way, when you shut it down, and we did the exact right thing, we shut it down, then we reopened, and that's what we're doing now. We're well into it. But if we didn't shut it down at that point, we would have had millions of people dead. Millions of people. You see the numbers. The job that Mike Pence and the task force and all of us together have done has been incredible what we've done, what we've achieved, whether it's ventilators, whether it's supplying equipment to governors that were totally ill-prepared. Many of the governors were totally ill-prepared. Nobody wants to say that, but it's supposed to work that way. Federalists, it's supposed to work that way. The governors are supposed to do it. Many of them, and many of them did a fine job, and many of them came back well, but most of them didn't have the equipment that they should have had. Few of them had the ventilators, which are very, very complex machines and hard to make and hard to manufacture and expensive. And we're right now making thousands of ventilators a month and we're sending them. We have all we can use. Our whole country, every state, we're stocked. We're stocked. And I always say it, I'll say it again. There's never been a person that needed a ventilator that didn't get a ventilator. Every single person that's ever needed a ventilator, with all that you've heard, with how much, you know, they said we didn't have. Again, I took over a country whose military was depleted and whose cupboard on this front were bare. The cupboards were bare. We didn't have anything. We didn't have a thing. We had very, very little. And we did a great job. We haven't been given, and it's not for me, it's for the incredible people, the generals, the admirals, all of the, the doctors, the nurses. And yet you saw yesterday, convalescent plasma, you saw remdesivir. You'll soon see vaccines pouring out years ahead of what they would have been under a more traditional, let's use that term because it's nicer, a more traditional administration where they would have taken years to come up with this stuff. We're coming up with it like nobody's ever seen before. The FDA, Dr. Hahn, I want to thank him. Alex Azar, I want to thank him. They've come with things and done things that have never been done in terms of speed. And frankly, in terms of quality, if you look at what we're doing and what we're coming up with, drug companies are coming out with vaccines 
that are, I've seen some results already. It's going to be very, very soon. They're in stage three trials. It's unheard of. We wouldn't be there for two years if this were a more normal situation. So I just want to thank everybody for being here. And again, I felt an obligation to come to North Carolina. It's been a place that, uh, that's been very good to me. You know, we won a lot of victories here. I've haven't been doing this that long, but I won every chance I had in North Carolina. I even I even stole a great chief of staff, Mark Meadows, right? I stole him from North Carolina. And he left Congress as a very popular guy. Could have been there for a long time if he wanted, and he, he came in. And by the way, you have a fantastic young gentleman going to take his place. He's a fantastic young guy, and he's going to be a, a real star in the party. He's going to be a real star in the party. So I just want to thank everybody from North Carolina. And I, I do I want to show a little bit of a difference because another state that's been very good to me is Wisconsin. And, and Joe Biden was going to have their convention in Milwaukee. And they didn't go there at all. They didn't do this. We did this out of respect for your state. We didn't do this for any other reason other than respect for the state of North Carolina because we said we wanted to hold our convention in North Carolina. And I think you're gonna remember that, frankly, on November 3rd. We wanted to hold our convention in North Carolina. So I did that out of respect. And if you had a governor that would have let us have some people, he actually told me this. We had an arena that holds 19,000 people. It was totally jammed, sold out. Every hotel was full, everything. And I called him, he said, but we have a shutdown going on and according to the rules and regulation now this is 19,000 he did say it I don't think he'll deny it but he said according to the rules and regulations the most people you're allowed to have in that room meaning that arena he viewed it as a room is 10 people I say so governor so I'm at 19,000 you're at 10 can we work something in the middle and it didn't sound too good so we really had no choice. It was a terrible thing, but I felt so badly because you could have, I mean, economic development, money, all of the things that happened. But we decided, I was with Rana, the vice president, everybody, Mark, and we said, let's have our big deal, the roll call. Let's have it right here and let's do it. And I'm going to show up and I'm not going to tell anybody, you know, until a few minutes ago, nobody knew I was coming, right? Nobody knew I was coming. So... But what's more important than the roll call? You're the ones calling it. So what's more important? So, and I have to tell you, you know, we're going to do a lot of things. I'm just going to go over very briefly because we're going to make a speech on Thursday night. I hope you're all going to be listening. Yeah. I, I hope, uh, because I came in and I'm on Air Force One and Air Force One has more televisions than any plane in history. They've got them in closets. They've got them on ceilings, floors. They've got more television. You can't escape a television. And I turned to CNN and they didn't have this. They weren't having it. Can you believe it? They didn't have it. No, no. CNN didn't have our roll call. Then I turned to MSDNC, as I call it. <laughs> MSDNC, which is truly, it, it is a branch of the, of the Democrats, right? It's a... I wouldn't say fully owned corporation, but it's certainly a fully controlled or they control them. Nobody really knows who's controlling who. But, you know, they had it on television. 
I remember watching it. And it was interesting. You know, you see the different states and we say this and we say that. The great state of Alaska, the great state of Alabama, the great state of North Carolina, the great state of all of them. And it's very interesting to me. They had theirs on, but they didn't show it. Instead, they're showing the scam because they're trying to show the post office so that when their whole mail-in thing fizzles, they'll try blaming it on the post office. Okay, so they're showing these hearings that are very boring, actually. And they're not showing this either. They weren't showing this. And Fox had it on, but unfortunately, Fox wasn't showing it too much because they had the announcers talking, talking, talking. They said, I want to hear what they're saying. The delegates, I want to hear what they're saying. So I think we had to switch over to C-SPAN or to OAN or something. But I wanted to hear them. But I can promise you, <laughs> I can promise you a few things. Number one, we will not be taking the word God out of the Pledge of Allegiance, okay? Like they did a number of times at their caucuses. So they took the word God out. I heard, I heard it. I was listening. I said, that's strange. You know, it's sort of weird. You've heard it all your life, right? Under God, under God. All of a sudden, those two words are missing. I said, oh, he must have made a mistake. He must have, maybe the teleprompter wasn't working or his, his book wasn't working that I have right here. Something wasn't working. Must have made, but the problem was then the next day I heard it again. I said, that's not a mistake. That's pretty, and then they immediately went into a mode. Oh, no, 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 we didn't mean that. No, no, we didn't say it for the convention. We didn't say it. No, that's where they're coming from. That's where they're coming from. You can say it or not say it. That is where they're coming from. Just like with energy, they don't want energy. Not working well in Texas, by the way. I just looked at a poll. It's a, and by the way, just came out that we have received 51% in the big and very important Rasmussen poll. And my numbers actually went up during the Democratic National Convention, 51%. So think of it, think of it. state i like this place and you're from all over the place but this has been a a good a good one for me no but think of it so we're at 51 percent in register do you read about it do you hear about it you don't hear about it they give you these suppression polls where they do registered voters instead of uh most likely it's supposed to be likely likely in other words how about you you're likely to vote but how about you you're registered but i'm not voting but see under their plan where they send these ballots. You don't have to want to vote. You get the ballot, and then they have harvesting. They get guys to go, you want to vote? No, not really, but I have a ballot. All right, good. Who's it for? Sleepy Joe Biden. I'll put it here, son. Okay, can I have it? And they'll take it. In fact, harvesting is illegal in your state. They wanted to put a Republican, fine man, a pastor. They wanted to put him in jail because he harvested. Now they want to make harvesting legal all of a sudden. They'll put him in jail as a Republican, right? If he was a Democrat, they wouldn't even be thinking about it. In California, they do the same thing. No repercussion. In North Carolina, you had a fine pastor, a fine man. And they got him on harvest and they wanted to put him in jail. 
And now they want to make it all so that everybody can harvest because they know it's not a good thing. So people that don't want to vote are going to be sitting there. They'll be making them, if you talk about 80 million ballots, it's 80 million could even be higher than that. I used to say 51 million. Now it's 80 million. They said, sir, you're a little obsolete with the 51. I said, all right, what is it? 80. I said, 80. How is it possible to think of it? They'll be sending them. They'll be dumping them in neighborhoods. They'll be people are going to be picking them up. They'll be bribing. They'll be paying off people to grab some. This is going to be one of the greatest scams. And it's common sense. This has nothing to do with politics. It's common sense. Anybody, you don't have to know politics. They're going to mail out 80 million ballots. It's impossible. They have no idea who's mailing them. Mostly Democrat, Democrat states and Democrat governors. Well, supposing they don't mail them to Republican neighborhoods. That means they're not going to get them. So they're going to complain and the election's going to be over and then they're going to complain and then they'll say, oh, well, we didn't get it. Big deal. In the meantime, you might lose the election. This is the greatest scam in the history of politics, I think. And I'm, not, I'm talking about beyond our nation. And they act like they're aggrieved. Like by saying this, we're saying such a horrible thing. We're not patriotic by saying this. No, we voted during World War I. We voted at the voting booth during World War II. The pandemic, we're doing very well and people know how to handle it. Look at the crowds. They're doing very well. It's very safe. It's going to be very safe. If you have an absentee ballot where you request it, we're all in favor of that. Absentee, like in Florida, they have absentee is good. But other than that, they're very, very bad. There'll be millions of ballots Take a look at New York, take a look at Virginia, take a look at New Jersey, all different cases. They just had one last night. Now they're thinking about recalling certain elections that took place with mail in. And these are small little elections that are locally based that are easy to run. Not millions, but thousands of ballots, thousands, hundreds of ballots. But these are small and they can't control it. They said 23% of the ballots were defective. What does defective mean? It means fraud. It means, it means a lot of things that we won't get into because I don't want to be accused. You see all the cameras back there? It's the fake news. I don't want to be accused of anything. But what it means is they're trying to steal the election from the Republicans. That's what it means. In a very, very nice way, I will tell you, they are trying to steal the election just like they did it last time with spying and we caught them. And that included President Obama. And that included... Yes, that included it did. Uh, let's be nice. Biden. <laughs> this could only happen in North Carolina. But that included them. And they got caught. And then somebody said, well, what are you going to do? Well, we can't attack a president. Oh, I see. If it was me. They said, we can't attack a president. We caught him. We caught him cold. And they say, we can't attack. He was at meetings talking about it. And by the way, this was spying before and after. And I think it's a disgrace to our country. I think we can never let that happen again. But now they're doing something that in a certain way is more dangerous because it's more effective. They spied on my campaign. You know what they found? Nothing. But this is big stuff. This is stealing millions of votes. And it's going to be very hard. Now, we're in courts all over the country. And hopefully we have judges that are going to give it a fair call. 
because if they give it a fair call, we're going to win this election. The only way they can take this election away from us is if this is a rigged election. We're going to win this election. We're going to win this election. So just, I'm just saying we cannot have these live, we call them live. Some people call them universal. I like the word live. These live mail-in ballots sent to everybody, including mostly people that never asked for them. Think of it. You're sitting there, you get a ballot. You, here's, the, here's the bottom line. It was just given that in the polls, believe it or not, that because the polls try and treat us, that's why I respect Rasmussen because they did well. A few of the others feel the same way. And they did well last time. Those are the ones that I look at, the ones that did well last time. And Rasmussen was very good. But if you look at it, every single vote that they have, every single vote, it's going to be looked at. A man is sitting, or a woman is sitting, waiting for nothing, watching television, has no enthusiasm. Because on enthusiasm, the polls are saying that I'm up by massive numbers, not just a little. I'm also That's way right. up on the economy, by the way, right. put it down. way, way up. But I'm up by massive. And when I say I'm up, I'm talking about we're up. Okay, so yeah. if you could, please. We love you. But I'm up by massive numbers on enthusiasm. So our voters are saying, I'm very angry about this. I'll go to the poll directly and vote. But their voters are saying, I don't care if Biden gets in. He doesn't have any enthusiasm. When you go to Ohio, when you go to Wisconsin, when you go to North Carolina, when you go to a lot of states, they have the Trump Pence sign on every lawn. It's all over the place, right? It's all over. We don't see Indiana too. Indiana, Indiana is great. Bobby Knight, we love Bobby Knight too. I'll tell you, we love Bobby Knight and Coach Holtz and all of them. They love, they love us and we love them. Indiana is great. Thank you. But but here's the thing. So if they don't have any enthusiasm, so you'd say, are you going to vote? I'm not getting up to vote. Okay, I want to watch television instead of it. All right, but here's a ballot. It just got to you, and he opens it. Oh, here's a ballot. What the hell am I going to do with this thing? And then they have somebody knocking on your door, and they're harvesting. Hey, have you gotten your ballot? Yeah, I have my ballot. You're going to sign it? Well, if you want, I'll sign it. That's a, Here it is. Get out of here. That's the most honest way of doing it, and that's unfair. That's unfair. Because now they're taking all of that enthusiasm that our party has. And we have tremendous enthusiasm. I think we have record enthusiasm. We have a base. We have a base the likes of which nobody's seen, including these people. Wall Street Journal did a fantastic story this, uh, this weekend, a fantastic cover story this weekend on this base. It's an incredible base. Everybody here is going to vote. Everybody in our base. I mean, we have a tremendous base. They don't. They have no enthusiasm for their candidate. Because frankly, Bernie Sanders, they have much more enthusiasm for him. But Bernie Sanders, excuse me, you know, again, he's the greatest loser I've ever seen. <laughs> this guy can lose and be so happy. Hillary Clinton, I want to use nice language. So I don't want to use a certain word. It starts with the word S, C. I don't want to use it because they'll say he used foul language while in North Carolina. But so I won't do that. But Bernie Sanders got taken advantage of. Is that OK? By Hillary Clinton. But worse, by the Democrats this time, because the Pocahontas, Elizabeth Warren, got out of the campaign one day prior to the Super Tuesday vote 
Bernie Sanders would have won every single state because Biden won by a little bit. And she took, she didn't do well, but she took thousands and thousands of votes away in each state. If you add just a percentage of those votes back, that means that Bernie would have won easily the nomination. And I'm glad he didn't because he had much more enthusiasm. And he would have had a base, a small, much smaller base than ours, but equally, I have to say this, equally as enthusiastic. This base doesn't like Joe Biden. They don't like Joe Biden. I think we're going to get a lot of votes. We did last time. People were surprised, primarily because of trade, because I know how other countries take advantage of us. And I understand that. And that's something that Bernie Sanders people really feel, because I understand trade. I've done USMCA now. I got rid of NAFTA, the world's worst. China tariffs. I mean, China had the worst year they've had in 67 years prior to the plague. The worst year they've had in decades and decades. And we had the best year we've ever had. But we took in billions from China. We never took in 10 cents from China. Never took in 10 cents. They took China for 25 years, and not only Obama, for 25 years, China was taking in anywhere between 200 billion with a B and $550 billion from the United States. I give them all the credit, number one, for being smart and out foxing all of the people that stood here and their representatives. But China, we built China. We helped build. We, we gave them three, four, five hundred billion dollars a year. Because before that and before the World Trade Organization and they getting into it, China was flatlined. China was, it was after that happened. And then they took advantage of us because we didn't have people that were smart enough to see. And by the way, Biden would be the worst of all of them because his son took out one and a half billion dollars and he gets fees on one and a half billion, which is millions of dollars a year. Give me a break. China will own our country if this guy gets elected. We can't let it happen. We can't let it happen. So, So we have a big one coming. And just to finish, enthusiasm. So they take the enthusiasm now out of the equation because they're going to go knock on everybody's door. Here, would you sign this? Yeah, I'll sign it. Nobody knows who the hell is signing it. And they now want to have it where the signature doesn't have to be verified. No, that's right. The signature doesn't have to be verified. How can, and then they're going to play the game that we're not patriotic. What they're doing is using COVID to steal an election. They're using COVID to defraud the American people, all of our people, of a fair and free election. And we can't do that. And don't let them give you the post office stuff. The postal service, they do a great job. Lose a lot of money. I've said, if they charged Amazon and these companies doing that, a couple of dollars more a package that Amazon has to pay, not the customer. You know what would happen? Post office would start doing very well, thank you. Amazon dumps all the packages. Why should we deliver it? We'll let the post office do it. So uh, if they charged Amazon, now, of course, he owns the Washington Post. So when I get bad stories in the Washington Post, I wonder why, right? I wonder why. But I just tell it like it is, right? I tell it like it is. We've accomplished more. We've accomplished more during the first three and a half years of this administration than any president in the history of our country. And I, I'm not even getting, you know, 
pushback. I've been saying this for for two years, for three years. I used to say it for two years, for three years. But we've done more. Let's say just about. This way they can't say, well, you know, somebody won a war or something, right? No, no. We've accomplished more than just about any administration in the history of our country. We've secured our borders. We've built our wall, which will be finished very shortly. We brought back manufacturing jobs. We've defeated the entire, defeated the ISIS caliphate and killed al-Baghdadi. We also killed the greatest, biggest terrorist, maybe of them all. Soleimani, we killed Soleimani, right? And al-Baghdadi. We appointed 300 new judges. By the end of the first time, we will have appointed 300. It's an unheard of, unheard of number. That's because President Obama was very nice and he gave me 142 openings. And historically, historically, you get no open. When you become president, first question, you say, how many judges? They'll say, none, sir. Because the other previous president, they want to, you know, it's a very important thing, federal judges. So I've appointed... Uh, we will have appointed 300, could be even more than that by the end of the first term. And I sat down, I said, first day, I said, how many judges do I get to appoint? They said, sir, 142. I said, 100, because you know what? He thought that Hillary was going to win. Uh, right? And the Republicans did not make it easy, let's say. But, you know, if you have enough time, there's not much anybody can do about it. We ended up with 142 judges, and then we've added many, many. And... We're going to end up with 302 great Supreme Court justices. And remember this. I'm saying that I'm, I want, I'm demanding, actually, a list. Let Biden put up a list of the judges he's going to appoint, that he'll take them out like I did. I had 25, and we're going to take it out of that list. We're going to be announcing a list over the next couple of weeks with the judges that we had, plus we might add a few more, so you know exactly where we stand. He can't do it because he's, he would appoint, Not it's not him, he has no choice. The radical left will demand that he appoints super radical left, wild, crazy justices going into the Supreme Court. Your American dream will be dead if that happens. It'll be dead. And the next, and by the way, the next president, so I've had two, some presidents have had none. You know, I have had two in a relatively short period of time. But I will tell you that the next one could have two, three, four, and even five. The next president. This is so important. This is so. Whether told you're talking you. About life, whether you're talking about Second Amendment, whether you're talking oh. about military. This is so important. We have to do this. We have to win this election. But we brought back All manufacturing. But one. We rebuilt our military. We wiped out ISIS. I mean, think of it. When I came... ISIS was all over Iraq. The prime minister of Iraq was in last week, and he said, I want to thank you for defeating ISIS. I said, now, are you talking about me or the United States? You, because when you came into office, it was a mess. They were all over Iraq and Syria, and you defeated them, sir. I said, good. Tell, tell that to the media, please. Would you do that? <laughs> and he said, I will. So let's see if he does. But we passed the biggest tax cuts and regulation cuts in the history of our country. We replaced the worst trade deal ever made, NAFTA, with a great 
USMCA deal that's going to keep our companies here and it's going to be treating us very nicely. And I wouldn't say the other two countries were thrilled with it, but they were happy enough. And we did that. And that's another thing. They said, you'll never be able to replace NAFTA. You'll never be able to get it. And I got it. We got it through Congress. We fixed a lot of our broken and bad trade deals. We're getting $40 billion from Japan. We fixed a horrible deal that was made with South Korea. Remember, I was a Hillary Clinton special. She said, this will produce 250,000 jobs. And she was right. Except, unfortunately, the jobs went to South Korea, not to us. She said it would produce 250,000 jobs. And it did, to South Korea. And we stood up to China like nobody's ever stood up between the tariffs and the trade deal, which now, don't forget, when I made that, the ink wasn't dry before the China virus poured into our country, right? The ink wasn't dry. Damn, so who else says that? Than I would have, because it's, it's done very well. Last week, they had the largest order of corn, the largest order of soybeans. Uh, they, they're doing things. You know, they're very smart. A lot of people, because they see my attitude, a lot of people would say, we're not going to order. They do just the opposite. I got a call last week, sir. In fact, Sonny Perdue is here, the great Sonny Perdue, Secretary of Agriculture. Is that right, Sonny? I got a call. They ordered the largest. It was the largest order of corn in the history of our country. Twice. Twice. The largest order of corn. The largest order of soybeans. So here's how smart. Somebody else would say, running some country, you know, they'd say, well, we're not going to do business with him. He's not saying nice things. about China's very smart. Instead, they order more corn than we've ever thought possible, right, Sonny? Order more soybeans than we ever thought possible. And now I have farmers calling me up. Sir, we love China very much. Please don't be too tough on them, please. <laughs> Makes it very difficult, Sonny, right? You know, we do too good a job sometimes. We've achieved American energy independence, and we're now number one in the world by far. And I saw where, I saw where these phonies, you know, they want to end everything we've done. They want to end it. They want to go to wind. They don't even know if they want to go to wind. I think they want to just basically close up our country because they're taking away our strength. But they want to do something. But you don't have, there is no such thing. Solar can't do it. I love solar. It's all fine. You know, very, very heavily expensive, very expensive. But they want to go to other forms of alternate alternative energy. And I think that's okay, except we don't have them. And it's not going to power these massive factories. So we need, and hydro I love. I, it's, it's one of my all-time favorites. Hydro, hydro I love, I have to tell you. That's the, the great dams. You don't see that too much. You know why the environmentalists say, you can't build a dam there. But now we can, because yes, we've, we done, can. we've done things uh, that nobody thought were possible. Like, example, uh, the Keystone pipeline, we got that approved. <laughs> The Dakota Access Pipeline, they were all bogged down, right? Right? I got it up, bro. Now, we've got things that they said you couldn't get done. So we are, we're energy independence, and they said we want to ban fracking. No fracking. They want to, how do you think they'll do in Texas, Oklahoma, North Dakota? Louisiana is going to love it. We, there's no fracking. There's basically, they want no fossil fuel whatsoever, okay? No gas, no oil, no coal, no nothing. Okay, so they don't want anything. Now they're getting killed because a poll just came out in Texas. Texas wasn't happy. They want no guns. They want no oil and gas. And they want no God. 
No God. So it's no religion, no guns, right? No oil and gas. I don't think you're going to do too good in Texas. You know, George Washington could come back from the dead and he could choose as his VP candidate, the late, great Abraham Lincoln. And you're not going to win the state of Texas if you have no oil, no guns and no religion. I don't think so. You're not going to win too many places. We eliminated Obamacare's horrible and very unfair individual mandate, which basically knocked out Obamacare. We knocked out Obamacare. We've protected your Second Amendment, so important. We've protected your Second Amendment. We've cut drug prices first time in 51 years. We got drug prices down. Now I'm really doing, I did a favored nations clause, meaning we pay the same price as the lowest country that has the best deal, the, the companies are going crazy, the drug companies. They're taking ads on me. I said, oh, I went to Mark Meadows. I said, Mark, they're killing me. They're spending, you know, they have nothing but cash, okay? <laughs> big Pharma, they call it, for a reason. There's nobody that gives the politicians more money than Big Pharma. Yeah. Nobody, not even close. So I said, well, look, if you're not going to negotiate a fair deal, we're going to do a favored nations clause to the top people, the biggest guys. They said, no, don't do that, favored nations. No, favored nations, because, you know, we have countries out there that are paying a tiny fraction what our people are expected to pay. So if you have a country, Germany or others, they make, by the way, uh, UK, all of Europe, Canada pays 50%, 50% less. In fact, people leave our country, go to Canada, pick up their drugs, and they come back home. Can you believe it? This is the kind of difference. So I said, no, I want a favored nations clause. I also want a rebate clause, a rebate where instead of the money going to the middlemen, who have to be the richest people in the world, they get so much. They get more money, frankly, than the drug companies. At least the drug companies make a product. So I wiped out the rebate where now it goes to people, and I instituted what's called a favored nations clause. And it's very simple. You have that in deals. It's whatever the lowest price in the world. We're the biggest purchaser of prescription drugs by far in the world. So whatever the lowest price is that, got, that other countries pay. So if you have a country paying 10 cents for a pill and we're paying $2.50, and it's not such an exaggeration, believe me, then we get it for 10. So what happens is that doesn't work. So they'll go up a little bit. We'll come way, way down. So I said, favored nations, I want to pay what the lowest price is anywhere in the world. We're the biggest purchaser. We want a favored nations. They had a heart attack. And then I signed it. They didn't believe it. They didn't believe it. And now what they're doing is they have ads, millions and millions of dollars worth of ads that I've been horrible to the people because of drugs. And I believe in socialism, socialism. You know why? Because some of the socialistic countries get the lowest price. So the only thing I have with socialism is I want to get their price, okay? That's the only thing. Other than that, other than that is our country will never be a socialist country. Okay? So we cut drug prices. And you could get cuts. You could get cuts. <laughs> You could get cuts as much as 50, 60, or 70%, maybe even more than that. 
on prescription drug prices. And wouldn't it be a kick? I'll use this. Wouldn't it be a kick in the ass? If I lost and Sleepy Joe is president, and this thing kicks in right about soon, right? In 30, 40 days. People wake up after the election. Boy, Biden's done a great job. My drug prices just went down by 70%. What a great president he's been. He's great. And Sleepy Joe would say, I thought about that, but nobody ever, everybody knew about favored nations. But nobody had the guts to do it. And I'll tell you, I was called by many politicians. Please don't do it, sir. Please. I said, why? They don't want to tell me why. I know why, because, you know, it's, they're politicians and they've been helped out. And I guess we have to understand that, too. But the fact is that we signed a favored nations clause and a rebate clause, and your numbers are going to come down 60, 70 percent. And I hope you remember that on November 3rd, because nobody but me would ever do it. The other thing I've done, aside from very strongly protecting your Second Amendment, which was not easy. That was not easy. And by the way, they will take your guns away as sure as you're standing or sitting there. They will take your guns away. Either that or obliterate the Second Amendment. The right to bear arms. You have the right to bear arms, especially when you look at a Portland and you see how, the, how weak those Democrats are. The governor, the mayor, how pathetic. They let them riot every night. We're saying, let us come in and solve your problem. We will solve it for you in one hour, just like we did in Minneapolis, Minnesota, right? Five nights, six nights. They have to ask us in. Let us come in. We'll solve your problem. They, they're almost used to it. This is the way our whole country would be if you ever let a thing like this happen. Our whole country would be. So we protected your pre-existing conditions, very strongly protected pre-existing. And you don't hear that, but we very strongly protected your pre-existing conditions. So we got rid of the horrible individual mandate, which cost everybody a fortune, and we strongly protected. Every Republican is sworn to protecting your pre-existing conditions. It's very important. You won't hear that. You won't hear that from the fake news. We passed right to try. We passed VA accountability and VA choice. We mobilized the largest response since the Second World War. We are doing an incredible job on the China virus, but I'm going to talk to you about that Thursday night. Will anybody be listening on Thursday night? Yeah. And just very quickly, in the second term, among many other things, we'll continue with our military. We built the strongest military by far. It was depleted. Hello, <laughs> oh, nice Marine back there. It was depleted like you wouldn't believe. We have the best jets and rockets and equipment of any kind. Tanks. Tanks made in Ohio. Lima. Tanks made in Ohio. So we're going to create 10 million jobs, I think, very easily in the first 10 months. That's not... They want to raise your taxes. You know, all my life I've heard as a politician, you like to lower taxes, right? This is the only election where somebody said, we're going to raise your taxes. They're going to raise your taxes, quadruple your taxes. They're going to add on to the regulations so that all of these projects that we got started that are great projects, they won't be able to get built. So they're going to raise your taxes. They're going to raise your regulations, make it impossible to build a highway. It used to take... 17 years, 18 years, 20 years, 21 years, long time in some cases, to get approval to build a highway, right? We have it down to two years now. We're going to have it down to one. And it may get rejected for environmental or safety reasons, but we're going to know it very quickly. We're not going to take 17 years. We could name highways. They took forever. End up costing 100 times more 
and they're not as good. Some of them go in circles. I mean, to, to get to a point, they want to miss a certain nest. So let's spend 37 million to miss. Look, we've got to be smart. We've got to be smart. We've got to win an election. Also, we're going to create tax credits for companies that bring our jobs back from China and other countries and impose tariffs on countries that take advantage of the United States. They've been taking advantage of us for years and years, and I've already done it in certain cases. We have countries that tariff us and we don't tariff them. So they tariff us. It's very simple. It's called reciprocal. They tariff us. We tariff them. We are going to fully fund law enforcement and hire more police. We're going to go with school choice, and we've made a lot of progress on school choice for every student in America. We're going to continue to expand opportunity zones. There has been nothing better. Don't forget. It was us, us together, that got criminal justice reform done. The greatest thing for the black community, African-American community. They came and they said, we can't believe it. Obama didn't even try. And not only that, I got funded the historically black colleges and universities. I got that. I got them. I got them funded. They weren't funded. They were year to year. They didn't know if they were going to be around for another year. They'd come in to the White House, and after three years, I said, why do you guys keep coming back? Well, it's a year-to-year -year deal. I said, that's not fair. So you have to come back every year. And we got them long-term financing and long-term funding. Nobody's done more for the historically black colleges and universities than Donald Trump. Nobody. Nobody's done more for the African-American community no president has done as much as anybody since, I mean, since, and I say it, since Abraham Lincoln. It's true. It's true. Criminal justice reform, opportunity zones with Tim Scott of South Carolina. He's a great senator. He's a great gentleman. Tim Scott is fantastic. Opportunity zones. But think of it. Criminal justice reform, opportunity zones, the colleges and universities. What we've done has been amazing. But the most important thing is prior to the virus, the greatest job numbers in the history of the African-American community, the Hispanic community, and the Asian, as I said. So I just want to thank everybody. We're going to get rid of our sanctuary cities as soon as we can so that they don't protect. We put NASA back in action. NASA had grass growing through its runways. It had grass growing through the cracks of its runways. It was closed, essentially just a, a disaster. Now it's the number one space center anywhere in the world by far. You saw the ships going up. And for some reason, a lot of rich people like rockets going up. And so we say, let's lease them our beautiful yeah. launching areas and let them send all the rockets. Let them pay for it. But we'll be landing on Mars. We're going to the moon. We're going to Mars. We'll be the first on Mars. Let's see if that happens. We have to do it. If we're here, it's going to happen. If somebody else is here, probably not. But I just want to, again, thank. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. You're incredible warriors. You have incredible strength. You have unbelievable uh, intelligence and patience. It's a combination of both. I don't know which I don't know which is greater, the intelligence or the patience, but I'll, let's assume it's the intelligence, okay? But I have to tell you, uh, 
I think we have the greatest base of support anywhere, at any time, any election, and people are starting to find that out. They found it out in 2016. And I will be honest, uh, this election, I believe we have far greater enthusiasm in this election. That's right. And we had a level that was a record because they still don't believe what happened. They said, where are all these people coming from, right? We love you. People that were great Americans that never voted, but they were great because they didn't like who they were watching or looking. People were great. They didn't vote. I'll never forget a congressman from Tennessee came up. They do very early voting. Tennessee, a great state. And they had just started voting. And I was in Pennsylvania making a speech. And he said, sir, I don't know. I can't speak for anybody, but I'm from Tennessee. And I've been doing this for a long time. He said, I've never seen anything like it. People are coming from the valleys and the hilltops. And they're coming from the cities. They're coming from all of, I never said, they're coming out of the rivers. They're coming along the beautiful those beautiful war fields that we have, they're coming from everywhere. Sir, I've never seen anything like it. But if other states are like Tennessee, you're going to win this election. He was the first one to say it. He was the first one. They came from the mountains. They came from everywhere. He said, I've never seen anything like it. And people that be having Trump pants and the hats, these are people that never were political people. They never wore a pin in their life having to do with politics. It's been an incredible experience for me. It's been an incredible experience, I think, for everyone. And I'll tell you what, next year is going to be an incredible, it's going to be a great, great year. It's going to be a year of tremendous success. We're fighting off this horrible thing that was delivered uh, by China. And it was by China. And we're never going to forget it. And I let them know. We're never going to forget what they did. Because you know what? We're going to do great economic. year in the history of your state but we're going to do better economically than we did last year but we can never forget the 175,000 people which will go up remember this though we saved millions because if we didn't move and if i didn't put the ban on highly heavily infected people coming to our nation from china that everybody told me not to do months later they were saying we shouldn't and then they all either apologized or admitted it was right and europe i did europe too very early if we didn't do that our numbers would be at a level like you wouldn't believe so i just want to thank everybody for this incredible support be very very careful this is going to be and i really believe this this is the most important election in the history of our country yeah, it is don't let them take it away from you. Don't let them take it away. North Carolina, we love you. That's why I'm here. Thank you very much. Very special people. Thank you. God bless you all. Thank you. Well, that was very interesting. Um, what he said, how he said it, it was incredible. He set the world on fire with that speech. We didn't hear anything like that um, in at the DNC. 
So he's on nothing like that. And, you know, uh, like many of you are saying, lots are talking. See, the tank reference, I say, is the only marker that I dropped was me um, in some suit. It was a utility suit in a tank years ago. Um, and I dropped that purposely and people are like, nah, 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 nah. now I can't talk about that picture much. But that picture was very important because it's a matter of national security. Again, this is where they have me between a rock and a hard place. Um, I can't speak. I can't say. Uh, you know, people are trying to unmask me and that's okay. Um, I'm okay with taking mud because truth can never be shied away, right? Uh, I have three years of endless, you know, audio casts that tell you exactly who I am, uh, that I've put it out. And the people that matter know. And what you need to see is, you know, who and what and where the fractures. Remember, division, like the president said, was key during the Obama administration. But as they rift, those that fight for the nation, they win. And that's the key here. I mean, you know, they stoop so low to use children. That tells you everything you need to know. Uh, so nobody has any idea just how this is only the beginning. And I wanted to say about Shadowgate, remember how they excused the Russia, the Russia dossier? Remember they said they saw an interview with Christopher Steele through Yahoo, which was planted. It's called Circular Reporting. And then once it's actually out in the ether, they must investigate because it came out. Well, you know, there's a lot of dubious things that happened uh, during the creation of this, um, you know, documentary. If you notice the things that I've been talking about in 2018 and 2019, Millie Weaver was putting into videos, priming everyone to understand how it is. Bernie Sanders, he mentioned that. He's never seen such a happy loser. That's because we've told you that the Biden and the Bernie Slack channels have all merged. So the Bernie bros are working with the Biden bros because they believe that they will have control. See, they have been thought because they have given so much money and so much power to these idiots, they really believe that four, five, 10, 20 million dollars is a lot of money for them. It's not. They have printers in their basement. They really don't care. They will take them out before they take out conservatives, okay? Uh, they're just useful tools. So uh, today, his speech right now tells you everything you need to know. Uh, everything. And we've talked about all this. Remember back in March where we were talking about COVID, where I told you about malaria, trying to hint to you without putting too much out there because I knew it wasn't time to come out into the light. So for people thinking, oh, I know. Well, then why don't you go listen to three years worth of talking and see how I've been on point every single time? Because I brought up malaria before anyone thought of malaria. I told you that he was going to create a team uh -huh, so he can put them in front of the people so they can pull their own pants down. Because you can't blame President Trump for them defrauding the nation. 
it's the specialist. It's the one that the media prompt and pumped up. Remember, kind of like the whole Avenatti thing. He's a lot smarter. And there are a lot of people, a lot of patriots out there that are working really hard to ensure that we maintain our liberties. And what is that liberty that I tell you? On paper, we are the only free nation on the planet. And the only thing right now between uh, uh, the only thing that you can show for to show that you are free is your right to vote. And they have been maiming that for years. I came out in 2016 and put that out. I came out again in 2018 and put that out. And then I came in hard in 2019 and put that out. And the smears began, but that's okay. I don't care. Truth is truth. Facts are facts. You can say whatever you want. Because you can bring manufactured and you can try to box me because they're trying to paint me in a box where I feel like I need to defend myself, but I don't. The people that I need to defend myself is the people that matter. And they know because if anything they said were true, I wouldn't be here talking to you for three years. <laughs> so that's what's incredible. So I've, I've, I've mentioned Many, many times, all you have to do is look back so you can see forward. Um, so he brought up a lot of things, okay? Uh, we talked about that. Okay, the judges, remember? What did I tell you years ago? Scotusgate is going to be one of the biggest things, and this is going to derive from the fake dossier that was created by the LEOs, by the politicians, by the low bottom feeders at the FBI um, and others. <laughs> because remember, the judge that signed the CIA operative's FISA warrant was also the judge that told them off for spying on the president since 2014. I've made that mention many times. I've written articles. Obviously, they took my page down, so we all know who's in bed with the deep state now, right? But I am working hard to recover. I have uh, put it all down for you. There's a roadmap, and you can see exactly where we are. And like I said, 2016 was that tipping point, but the biggest election is right now. And that's where we need to focus. We need to focus on reelecting this man so that way everything that has been done while he's been hogtied with roadblocks, with corrupt clowns around him, with the original Joint Chiefs of Staff going against him, all of those roadblocks, he still got things done. And that should tell you everything you need to know. Everything. Um, he uh, talked about absentee ballots. You see how they're trying to kind of put them together as the same as mail-in ballots. They're not. They're not the same. Um, but his whole speech was empowering to tell people, we've got the upper hand. Don't make them think that they do. And I'm, uh, I just wanted to say I'm really grateful for uh, law enforcement and um, all these uh, people today, this morning, that I've spoken to um, because no one is above the law. And no matter how big you think your backs are, it's coming for you and it's going to come back. And I'll tell you, this, um, this uh, attack on Millie Weaver, she can't, the judge said, if you link it to political... Uh, whatever, you're going back to jail. But I can speak. I can tell you the prosecutor was shitting his pants 
Okay. That's the way it is because he knew exactly what was up. There's communications with other states, with other states coordinating this arrest. <laughs> and the thing is, these sources of these trolls, and you've seen them, are all linking back to one source that has a documented history, which is linked back to a politician. Again, McCain knew exactly who I was. <laughs> and, you know, they try to do this. I mean, come on, we invented this stuff. Um, but obviously I am human as well. So uh, it's it, it takes a little bit of a toll. I think to all of us, it takes a little bit of a toll. But uh, what people need to understand is that this is a war. This is a revolution. We've been talking about this for a while. And they are coming forward hard on. And the elections, even though people are talking about uh, the, um, the post office, I want you guys to understand that I've told you how they're going to win these elections, supposedly, right? They're going to use the mainstream media, remember? They're going to come out and say, we won anyway. He can say whatever he wants, and that it, that's it. We won. They're just going to say it because they feel like it. See, because Millie and I annihilated their sidle little scam when she got information, I already had that stuff and we cracked it wide open and I walked through how they put that information in trap doors, how Hillary Clinton won the majority votes because it was so many votes. And you have to think, how is it that so many people came out to vote? Listen, in 2016, not everybody came out to vote. These were all fractional voting and they had to kind of align in a way. But imagine just how many people voted for Trump because they put that person up on the ballot. They should have known better, but it was her turn. So the media, the media is bought and paid for. The media is driven by interests. All you have to do is follow the money. I mean, we've been busy this weekend, I know a lot of digital soldiers out there have been, to follow the money. Um, and what they don't understand is things happen a lot quicker than anyone can understand sometimes. Uh, for example, you know, when Millie was arrested, while I was on InfoWars, and I was hoping that Alex Jones would have been like, here's a lawyer, get with her. He had me on the show instead. Kind of caught me with my pants down because I was like, at the same time, trying to figure out who, how to get in contact with the alleged victim and get that um, affidavit. That's, I had that affidavit done and thank God for that angel. And I won't, uh, you know, publicize the name without permission, but that person uh, helped me get that affidavit before Millie Weaver was even booked. Okay. Because their systems went down. Everything was coordinated. So I don't care what anybody says. You know, they always go after your kids. You have to remember they had General Flynn in a box and they used his children. That's what they do. This is why my focus was there. This is why I put fire under CPS's butt. This is why I was focusing on that. This is why I went to the juvenile hearing and was asking, why are you meeting before their arraignment? This is a kid grab. And I made sure uh, to... Uh, state that again and again. This was the concern. This is how they work. This is how they silence people. 
And then I have people who have the credibility of the gum on my shoe to come out and question me, to want me to what? Unmask myself? Jeez. Take a walk. These are the same people that gang-stalked Isaac Cappy. Isaac Cappy was gang-stalked. Gang-stalked. How can anyone listen to any of these people? This is where your morals lie? That's the thing. They gang-stalk Isaac Cappy. To the point he was so depressed because that's what they do. But, you know, now it's in the hands of federal authorities. I have to, you know, be so grateful for the prosecutors working, you know, because they've got overload working on this 100%. This is the way things have to go. Anybody can say anything, but I can't talk about anything because it's a matter of national security. I'm not going to talk about anything that will put my nation or the man that we have in office at risk ever. I would rather be burned at the stake than do that. And I think a lot of people do know that too. So, uh, you know, this is, this speech was so exciting uh, for me because it validated a lot of the things that all of us have been seeing and what is going on. We have seen it. We know. And we stand tall because we realize just how important these elections are and just how important and how much work we're going to have to do after the elections. After the elections is where the real work goes, where we get rid of those that sit on the sidelines and kind of skirt and skirt. That's the way it is. These people are skirting. And, you know, I've said it many times, you know, when people, you know, uh, we talked about heroes before, right? We talked about uh, all those people like Harriet Tubman and Abraham Lincoln and all these people. And the thing is, um, these heroes that are sung, the actual ones that bought them shoes, that helped them, were never talked about. Those are the unsung heroes, as they say, right? And fantasy, unfortunately, when you, when, you, when you see things, when you see truth, fantasy, unfortunately, gives you the idea that um, that there's some image, like some old guy, like from the, what, what is it, uh, from Lord of the Rings, you know, the bearded wizard guy. People have this fantasy of what, um, of what good looks like of who would be, uh, you know, helping, of what a warrior looks like. We have this fantasy. But what people need to, yeah, Gandalf, thank you. But what people need to know is that every single person, those of you that are uh, having conversations with people, having conversations about issues within our nations, uh, wanting to better our nations, those are the people Okay, that are the heroes. You don't look like Gandalf. You don't look like a juggernaut, right? You don't look like your Delta Force. Uh, you, you know, you might just be the guy working at the corner deli or the toy store or a lawyer or a mom or anything. You know, those are all, the, all every single person right now that is fighting for their nation is a freaking hero because the war has only just begun. The video 
we were supposed to drop it on the 20th of July and there was a corrupt file. We couldn't get it done right. And so think about it, the timing, I mean, even the attorney general with his, mind you, if anyone's actually reading it, was just a probe, no victim, no monetary loss, no, no complaint, just what picked on me. (laughs) And so how did those judges allow him to get away with that? Uh, That's a question for other people, right? So if anybody looked at it, they would see that my whole life had a colonoscopy with secret subpoenas and they were pissed because the secret subpoenas came up empty. They didn't know who I was. No, duh, no, duh. That's what's up. It's not like people walk around and say, hey, you know, by the way, I was a private contractor, as a subcontractor for a primary contractor where I would just do stuff I can't talk about because it's national security. Are people dumb? You can't be that dumb. Oh, you need to, I don't need to do anything. (laughs) I really don't need to do anything. Millie doesn't need to do anything. Gavin doesn't need to do anything. Bergie doesn't need to do anything. Because when Snowden came out and told you, oh, they're spying, did anyone come out and attack him? No. They took it to face value. Did anyone come out to see who he worked for? No. They just accepted what he had to say. And they made a movie, they promoted him, and he was the reason you lost more freedoms. He was the conduit that allowed them to twin the streams and garner your information offshore, being given to the highest bidder. Every single nation pooled in one place. Now, again, the digital army is massive because this is not normal warfare. You don't have your phalanx. You don't have your, your soldiers in the front. You don't have your cavalry. What you have is complete irregular warfare. You are seeing people, you know, uh, people that have uh, tried to attack Millie and myself and Bergie are the same people that took real patriots like Matt Couch down. They annihilated because they sucked on that. They said, well, who are you? Let's crush you. And they crushed that poor guy. And all he did was stand up. You have to be taking steps back to see exactly where everything sits. You know, obviously, Millie erased a a tweet. But when I've said about blackmail being the highest currency, can you see what I'm talking about? Because some of these people are salty because they pretty much understood that the blackmail that they collected on people that they were hiding on certain databases was deleted and they're upset. (laughs) They're really upset. But they collect blackmail on each other. This is how you want to be in the in crowd, right? Caitlin Bennett had to say the N-word on video. This is how they blackmail you to be there. This is how it is. Now, Snowden should be tried for treason. He should. The only immunity that would be provided is if he came forward and said the orders came from Barack Hussein Obama via the high value intelligence group where we discussed it. That's how he gets immunity. That's how he should get immunity. That's the only way. Hmm. This cancel culture, pretty interesting. I mean, I never wanted to set the world on fire. Just set a fire in your heart, right? That's the way it is. Where are all the people revolting against this oppression? Nowhere. They've beaten you so bad that you just bow down. And I've said this before. It's all about self-preservation. 
Self-preservation is one of the most ugliest qualities we have. And for those of you that are religious, almost every religion tells you that um, you have to care for your brother and sister. And, you know, where's the caring here? Where do you stand? President Trump himself is that flag like Iwo Jima. We're supposed to be there holding him up. Every single one of us should be holding him up. And that's how we win. All these obfuscations and, you know, fake swords. You know, Lindsey Graham drew that fake sword on Kavanaugh. I told you it was Daniel Jones that did all of this. More Joneses. It's like almost... It's incredible, right? It's just in the common name, I guess. This is it. This is where you either stand for something or fall for anything. Or, you know, make it more blatant. You just sit with the money. You know, it's it's pretty interesting how people don't see things. There's a lot of you out there that dig. They watch things. They sit. They watch more. But I also see, and I've said this before years ago, <laughs> that the internet does not afford you anonymity, but what it does is it gives you a false sense of anonymity and your e most evilest part of your soul comes out. This is where you think you're protected to show your true colors. I mean, think, why would anybody be listening to any person that was responsible for gang stalking someone to the point of depression that was then killed? Because all they did was come out and speak against atrocities happening to children. What does that say about your character? What does it say about a character that will utilize children and weaponize tragedies to children or threaten someone with their children to put them in a box? And when you add to that, what does that say about you? See, the world is watching. The world is watching and they can see. And everything they think they built, everything they think they are, will be taken down. Because truth can never be beaten down. I mean, you could put it down, but the light is always there. That's the thing. And again, there are um, a lot of people that are unknowing assets hijacked. I have faith in humanity and we should have faith in humanity. I have faith that a lot of people having given, uh, you know, the tools, the blueprint of how they hijack you, that you can understand more of how they work. And this is just one facet, right? One facet how they organize mobs, how they uh, change your perception of things, how they guide you into that pen. They pen you in. They guide you to where they want. It's a global issue. It's not just an issue for the United States. And what's shocking is, I was speaking with a young lady from Yemen over the weekend. And she said, what I was shocked is that my family back in Yemen said, damn, your government is so corrupt. And this is coming from Yemenis that know their government are corrupt. They know they're, you know, in the pockets of people, but it's transparent. They're not even hiding it. 
Here in the United States, the people have been so mesmerized, they can't even see it. That's why the rest of the world is watching. And they're seeing President Trump be that bull in a China cabinet where he is annihilating everything. And this is where the exposure happens. This is why other people from other nations are looking at our, at our people, at you and I, and everything that's going to come forward from that and say, come on, man, can't you see it? We're looking on the outside and we could see it. Like what? Like, think about it. Yemenis that are so corrupt are pointing out just how dumb we are that we can't see the corruption. Tells you everything you need to know right there. Right there. And what's funny was the conversation was like, I've never talked to a person that's, you know, like you, like a, you know, Republican. I said, I'm not a Republican. I'm an American and I'm a centrist. And I identify with the Republican Party only because the president has chosen that. He could have picked whatever party. I would have roared right there behind him, as always, because it always takes someone from an unexpected curveball to knock it all down. And this video, Shadowgate, blindsided them. This is why their website started to be hijacked down, taken down. Then they put it back up. Then they took it down. Then a couple of days later, what did they do? All of those idiots that we exposed, the big names, all did what? They put out a piece saying how they support Biden. How can former generals and admirals even say that they support someone that they know has dementia? You don't have to be a doctor to see it. I mean, you could see it. So this is what people need to be paying attention to. The aftermath. Look at the aftermath. Has anyone attacked what was in that video? No, because you can't debunk the truth. All they want is more, more, more. I mean, I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of giving them some more just to gaslight them because I like that. Because the more they do it, the more they expose where it's coming from. And that helped me. So when I sent out scathing emails to prosecutors in another state today, it was perfect because I already have the answer. See, this was very easy to trace. So, you know, when I'm coming out and for three years, I've been consistent on what I've provided and you have losers coming in telling you uh, anything else. It's just hilarious. It's hilarious. And they want you. I had some clown call me at 1.20 in the morning. First of all, who the hell gave him his number? Because I'm sure going to find out who gave him my telephone number. Called me and left me a message while I was sleeping saying, I see you looking. And it's like, are you insane? Like, I'm asleep call in. It's like, who would give you the time of day? You're not worth the gum stuck under my shoe. I mean, that's more worthy. So, you know, this is all hilarious, you know, for people like me that supposedly don't exist, right? It's just insane. It is insane, you know, how things are just panning out and how they're eating themselves. And that's what has to be done. I think the cannibalism among themselves is important to see. So, yeah, one twenty in the morning, I mean, I would play it, but I don't even want to stoop to that level and even entertain it. I was just like, I'll just send that to the prosecutor. <laughs> 
I, Bill Binney's another patriot. Yes, indeed. Did you see how they came at him while he was naked in the shower for complaining that they're using things that he created that were weapons against the people? They annihilated them. The actual inventors of Facebook, actual inventors, were members of our intelligence community. But, you know, yes, Bill Binney is a true patriot, but look what they've done to him. You know, uh, what we need to be doing now is focusing on the president and what is to come because we have 71 days and the only thing that they will focus on is division and stealing these elections. And the way they will do it is if you give credence to the media, this is where you ignore the mainstream media because we are the news. Been saying that for a while. They are not the news. The only source of news you should have is your president, Right. Now, if you like to read other things, that's great. But always use your inner guiding light because that is what guides you, bottom line. For me, I could tell you that it was terrifying because, you know, I had, you know, I had a lot on the line per se, but not really because I'm not scared of anything. I know what's true. I know what's right. And I know what side I'm at. And if you guys are paying attention, um, We've got some really big guys in our court, and that's the United States of America. So um, let's um, take a listen to the whole, because we interrupted this, this China relation part uh, during his interview. I think it's very important because it tells you a lot. It tells you a lot of what the president has been saying, you know, sell them corn. I was kind of, it was interesting, right, how he said the ink hadn't dried yet. Yeah. Who's, we've been saying that a lot. So take a listen to what he says, all his words, and just take it in. It's six minutes. Let's listen to this together. The simplest of tests. So uh, education's a big factor. It's going to be a big factor for me. So let's talk about the, the economy and China. And I want to put those subjects together because um, so much of what went wrong with the economy, which you ran on in 2016, was the fact that the jobs went to China and so on. As you look ahead to the next four years, if you're re-elected, what's going to be your overall attitude towards China? Okay, well, look back for the last three and a half years. I'm the only one that ever took on China. And you saw the intelligence reports where they say China is working hard to get Joe Biden elected. If he gets elected, China will own our country. I've taken billions and billions, tens of billions of dollars in taxes out of China. I gave our farmers because they targeted wrongly our farmers. They thought that would put pressure on me. They could get whatever they wanted. So they target us and it's no good. So if you look at um, what we've done with China, nobody's ever done to but China. Are you going to be tougher in the next four years with China? The, a lot of people, I've, I've been one of them that said, you know, why do we... Why are we there at all? Why don't we disengage? Why don't we bring decouples? Exactly. What do you so, think? look, I don't want to set the world on fire right now on your wonderful show, which I watch all the time, okay? But I made a great deal with China. You see that. They're buying billions and billions of dollars of, you know, manufactured goods, but also our farmers, more than they've ever done. But with all of that being said, it's no longer the same to me. It's no longer the same. There's been no country that's ripped us off more than China. And by the way, the European Union is no beauty either, okay? They treat us terribly too. 
but there's been no country that has ripped us off like China for many, many years, for decades, where we'd lose anywhere from 200 billion to 500 billion, with a B, billion dollars a year. We rebuilt China. I give them all the credit because they were smarter than our presidents and smarter than our representatives, but I've stopped it. I've, they had the worst year they've had in 67 years. This was the worst year prior to the plague coming in. They had the worst year and we had the best. But it's also in the future, I mean, your, your, your team has shared with me um, the, the key policy points of your second term agenda. There's a lot to talk about there. One of them is about bringing back jobs, well, even more than before, well, you're incentives asking, for American companies. But you're asking an even more interesting question. Would you decouple? Okay, that's what you're really asking. Would you decouple? That's a very interesting question. Because so far, we've gotten nothing out of China. I was going to ask you that. What do we get out of We get nothing. All we do is lose money. Right. I said, the easiest money, I said to people, you want to make money, decouple from China, $500 billion. We lose billions, hundreds of billions of dollars. We get nothing from China. But that's the thing. We created China. Okay, we created China. That was the plan. This is where we piloted all of this. This is the plan. And, and when I say we, I'm talking about the government, the shadow government, these generals, these admirals, these crooks, which just so you know, Shadowgate has annihilated their ability to have billions of dollars of contracts now because all of them will be audited. See, my interview with Matt Whitaker was very specific. I wanted the name of the person at the Department of Just Justice, Loeffner, who's a career politician, means that he just stays there forever, who signed off on all of these we lost everything giving it to China. We need to decouple, ah, separate. And this is the key here. And the Chinese people are also enslaved. The Iranian people also enslaved. I told you that everyone's going to be signing on to that treaty in the Middle East. I was trying to let you know without bringing too much attention to myself because it wasn't time. I knew when it would be ready and when it is time that the people would see enough. I even told you how the president was going to respond to coronavirus, didn't I? Wrote a whole article. How he's not going to make a decision. How he was going to let the governors decide because it is important for every single person to understand how important your vote is. You chose that governor. You chose that mayor. You chose that person, uh, you know, in your school board. You did. I wrote that to you before he made the decision. And I said, his decision is to make no decision and to give it to the people. People. Because now all of these people are pissed. Pissed. What? They don't like him. Why? Because he's orange? Because he tells it like it is? No, it's because he's letting them pull their pants down. That's the worst thing you could do. And that's exactly what we've been doing together. All of us since he's been elected. Letting them pull their own pants down. Letting them show where they sit. You see, and he's he's got what he needs now. He's got the circular reporting. We put it out there. Genie's out of the bottle. You can't stop what's coming because now that it's out in the ether, they have to investigate. Wait a minute. They have to look. Wait a minute. They have to see. And Bergie and myself have been saying, Congress, call us in. We've been doing it for a long time.
coincidences. But, you know, sham, this, that, no idea. This war is big. And there's so many people fighting this. You see who they took down? General Flynn. Like the president said, if they could do that to him, imagine what they could do to other people. And he said so many people that you don't know are being, man, it's huge. And what's great is that this is exactly it. We're pointing out that you have given your trust, just like all of us have, to these journalists, to these pundits, faithfully. And as so you should, you should always see good in a person before you see evil to do the work for you. Cause you're busy trying to put food on the table, pay your bills, raise a family, get a job and in this in strangulated economy. You're so busy. You just rely on the, you know, five minute talking points. Remember we're in a time of instant gratification. We want things now. We want to open up our phone and have a bullet point list of what is and what isn't. Uh, we want to be able to order something and we want it the next day. We don't want to wait. We want it now. It's 2020. We should have it now. And that's what they used to mesmerize you. Your need and that crave, remember I've said, if you know the vulnerabilities, the wants, the hates, the likes of any demographic, you can play them like a fiddle. That's what localization of any product is. It's not just knowing their language, their cultural nuance and accents. And you need to know their pain. You need to know what triggers them. You need to send your assets, which by the way, those people paying for all these IIAs, for all these reality hacking, you know, things, you know, they need to find those people to join them. These are all going to come back to the intelligence community, every single one of them already. And this is why William Barr said, this is you know, domestic terrorism. And we're looking at all these little groups, the little groups that we've been bringing to you slowly, the ones of a sunrise movement, their recruitment is to the age of 12 coming in through our education system. Remember the people handing out bricks to children to break things were professors and teachers. Don't let them tell you what to remember. People have to get angry and people need to band together you need to band with your neighbor. You need to band together and hold this president up just like the soldiers did on that monument with that flag because that is where we're at. We're at that point. So listen to the rest of this because he tells you a lot. I mean, I'm really glad that he listened. I knew that all of them listened because I see pundits and other journalists writing things after me. There's no one that could dispel my record. I've been on point all the time. Yeah, we get some goods that we could produce ourselves. Okay, well, that's the point, isn't it? Because, I mean, I've talked about this. There's no country in the world is better placed to, to, to move towards self-sufficiency than America. It's true. It's true. But do you like the sound of moving in that direction? Well, I have been doing that. That's why I put tariffs on China. You know, when I put 25% tariffs on China, we got a lot of business back. When I put the 25, that's a lot. A 25% tariff is a lot. When I put the tariffs on China, that's why we got so much of our, our business back. We took a lot of, we were doing phenomenally. We were doing better than we've ever done with China. And I was all set to rock and roll. And then we got hit with this damn 
situation. But, you know, you're asking a question because you're asking two questions. Well, would you be tougher at this or that? But then you're asking a second question. Would you ever just decouple, not do business with China? Because, you know, we don't have to. And what's the answer? Well, it's something that if they don't treat us right, I would certainly. Interesting. I would certainly. Well, I don't do think that. you'd hear that from Joe Biden. That is a big contrast. China owns Joe Biden. His son got a billion and a half dollars. His son with no experience, no brain power, no anything, never did it. Not only Ukraine, he yeah. got hundreds of thousands of dollars a month from Ukraine and a $3 million upfront payment. And then with China, he walks out with a billion and a half dollars to manage. That means millions of dollars a year in fees. It's ridiculous. So that's, by the way, they own Joe Biden. They own him. And they want me to lose so badly. Probably only Iran would be in a case <laughs> where they'd rather have me uh, lose even more than China. And so by the way, with Iran, I will have a deal done within the first three weeks. All they do, they just wait. They're desperate to make a deal. Yes, they are. Because, you know, Rouhani has a lot of blackmail on uh, a lot of politicians. I mean, John Kerry should be very afraid. Very afraid. You know, every single nation across this planet has three powers. Every single one. It's the faux opposition of left and right and then the people in the middle. And the left and right fight so hard to get you in their camp that you forget that you're the people in the middle. And they give you this fake illusion about fighting left and right. But I want you to picture a seesaw, right? So one side's the left, one side's the right, right? And so they teeter-totter all the time, giving you the illusion that you're in the middle and you're standing stable. But in essence, they're only one thing. It's always been stable for them. And you in the middle breaks it. That's the thing. Like I said, before the ink was even dry on the China agreement, right? And the Declaration of Independence, they already had a plan. So they tried impeachment and failed. They thought that using public opinion, the court of public opinion, you know, that's their new thing, right? Uh, to have people come in and, uh, you know, uh, get in and, uh, you know, cause discourse to guide them. Remember, I wrote an article about that on how DARPA has interjected. And also interjected was the hijack of Alex Jones. Guys, this guy is an unknowing asset. The handlers are in there. They're all linked together. They framed him for Sandy Hook. They took him down so hard because he was a force to be reckoned with. And I felt so horrible, slided in handlers everywhere. And those same handlers are the ones that just now, with their campaign against Shadowgate, took down InfoWars because they actually implicated InfoWars in actual crimes. And that's the problem. And that should be coming soon. And it's sad. It's sad because, you know, it's so horrible. All, all I could do is, is, is pray. But, you know, in this um, interaction that we're seeing uh, with Steve Hilton, you can see how Steve Hilton interjects and talks over the president because he doesn't want to hear what he has to say. He was also very upset of him giving that nod. He was very upset. And that's okay. Because when you have faith in, in, in humanity and believe in good, good does come out. And this is where the real people stand. The people that stand behind good, the people that stand behind the people that are fighting for them. And this is where we should be fighting 
right behind this man because he is all alone. When I tell you, when I saw that New York Times op-ed, I was pissed. So pissed. Like, how could McRaven even go there and them putting it together, Kissinger, working with Mattis? I mean, it was disgusting. I put that video out where I showed you, look who they were talking to because they knew what's up. Mattis in the car with the president of Greece and someone else. It's on my YouTube coming out of the Bilderberg meeting. They had this all planned. Ukraine, Joe Biden running. They had it all planned because I heard the conversation. Yovanovitch was pissed. Why is why is Giuliani poking around? Remember, I even wrote that piece where I said, who the heck does this Yovanovitch chick think she is? She works for the State Department. Why is she blocking justice officials from Ukraine to come to the United States and provide evidence to the Justice Department? Who does she think, who made her gatekeeper? Nobody. They did because they were in charge of everything. They had control of everything. And anyone that lifted their head would be mowed off faster than anything. And this is where you see when your sip, when, when the ship is sinking, who jumps first? That's where you see where good people lie. That's where you see. And President Trump's ship was sinking from the minute he came down that escalator, actually way before it, when he filed that, <laughs> that trademark of make America great again in 2012, I could tell you buttholes puckered across the world because they knew what's up. They knew. And speaking of Bannon, too, for all the then now you can see. See, setups are one thing. U.S. Postal Service arresting is another thing. But what they did was they were spying on the president, trying to be above board. Uh, you know, it was funny how my Twitter account was taken down because you could have seen the screenshot from former GCHQ Robert Hannigan's firm being paid $25,000 U.S. federal tax dollars to testify or to bring expert witness testimony. Are you seeing this? This is insane. You're going to be like, wait a minute. So the guy that helped create this fake Russia dossier, you know, cover up for their actual crimes, which was the abuse of the NSA, right? So that guy is now providing expert witness testimony against Steve Bannon. Interesting. This is where you see where everybody stands, sits, and does anything. Uh, we should talk about the Sandy Hook thing, but we don't need to now. You know what we should ask ourselves when it comes to Sandy Hook? How come Rob Dew was specifically excluded or the people that were suing Alex Jones? Why did they say exclude him from the lawsuit? You have to just think about these little things, little things, little things, who very little things. Everything comes into the light at some point. And like I've said before, people like me never come out into the light ever. But it's actually quite lifting because, you know, <laughs> telling people I can't talk about it or having to obfuscate, you know, how do you tell someone this is what I, you can't, you're not allowed to. Um, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a weight lifted off in a way, but anyway, staying away from that topic, I don't even want to give it merit. I wanted to go into, uh, some news since we had, uh, president Trump's presser, uh, well, nomination acceptance speech, uh, where, um, we're not going to talk about uh, the postmaster general. I mean, he's being, uh, you know, he's he's just there for the show. That's all they're doing, a show. So I want to um, 
play a clip, okay? Um, hold on, where is it? About uh, the Wisconsin, what, well, we're going to do that afterwards. First, we got to do the police and the rioters clashing in Portland um, after we finish this because there's still some more here. There's still some more here. Here's, there's still some more to unpack, so let's just finish this. But they want to wait, and I even said, wait. They want to see what happens. But if Biden won, wins, they'll do another deal like they did with John Kerry, who's incompetent, and, and Barack Obama, who frankly is a dealmaker, is incompetent. Look at the Middle East. Look at the deal I just made with UAE and with Israel. And now all the other countries want to be a part of it. You can end up with peace in the Middle East. Nobody thought we'd be in a position like this. I just want to go back to China. Just, there's a specific thing I wanted to get your reaction to, which is it's really it's an issue that's heating up in the relationship. Taiwan. In the past, there's been all sorts of different attitudes about towards Taiwan from the U.S. government. It seems to be getting more important because of the technology and the economic aspect. There's a company in Taiwan that's the world leader in semiconductors. It's a huge issue industry around the they're world. coming to this country it, well that's what I wanted if China and it looks like they're getting more and more belligerent tries to either invade Taiwan or effectively take control of it and its important industries would you let them get away with it? I think it's an inappropriate place to talk about it but China knows what I'm gonna do China knows uh, I think this is an inappropriate way to talk about it though you know I don't want to say yeah, I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do this. It's just an inappropriate place to talk about. It's a very big subject. It's a very powerful subject. Uh, but I think China understands what I'm going to be doing. So, okay. So they know, China knows, everybody knows, the deep state knows, and they're really upset. And right now, New York Attorney General, right on time, sues the Trump Organization. Oh, dear. Didn't I say that too? But, you know... Whatever. Uh, you know, I'm a hack. I'm this. But I've got three years of what? So let's go and observe an IIA together so you can understand just how they manipulate aside from the actual uh, <laughs> protest, fake protests. Uh, it's important to understand that these um, these interactive um Internet activities are done in such a way where your media is also part of them too. Understand that. It's not just the riots. It's not just riots. Remember, the media is part of these activities, these reality hackings. They use that uh, to um, put you in a box and see things their way and what they want to paint because they've been insane about QAnon. Like what is, uh, you know, even USA Today called Shadowgate a QAnon production. It's almost as if they wanted to paint an, a target and paint it that way. But, you know, you can't. That's the way it is because whatever you say, you can be held accountable for unmasking. And that could be a crime. I mean, that is a crime, really. So um, let's go to these uh, Portland protests. Where is it? There we go. Where we have Ken Cuccinelli calls Portland police response to riots a pathetic failure. Yep, pathetic is <laughs> an understatement. Here we go. Let's um, take a look at that. This is pretty interesting. The way he puts it, pathetic failure. <laughs> what an understatement. Deputy Secretary Ken Cuccinelli, 
Appreciate you being with us, sir. Uh, every weekend we seem to talk, things are getting worse. Well, I don't know they're getting worse every weekend, but this weekend you certainly had more cities involved. We had this maybe a month ago as well, and it it didn't keep expanding. But, you know, what what concerns me this weekend is you now have opposing groups intentionally showing up in the same places at the same time. And clearly the intent is to mix it up. And, uh, you know, having been a state attorney general, policing 101 when you have opposing groups is you keep them separate. And, it didn't, and that Portland, didn't happen in yeah, Portland the, yesterday. The Portland police, we have different video. No, that was, that they, was a complete failure. Yeah, the Portland police just let them go at it. Either they decided they didn't have the manpower to keep them apart or figured it was easier to let them go at it. It brings up an interesting question in Portland, though, because the federal courthouse that had been under siege for so long, things have moved away from it uh, a little bit. Uh, but the bomb threat that was called in closed the federal courts. That was the same pretext that was used back during the Rodney King riots by then President H.W. Bush to call up the Marines and declare the Insurrection Act there and bring in the Marines to stop the rioting in L.A. Uh, have you heard rumblings of, of that being possible now because the federal courts in, in Portland can't can't operate? Uh, well, first of all, this president has not taken any options off the table, and he's been pretty vociferous about that. And he shouldn't, because before we listen to what else he has to say, you have to remember that people have to see things for themselves. People have to see their mayors, their governors in action. We let Chaz happen. We could have squashed that instantly. But no, people need to see it because I can take you to the water, but I can't force you to drink. And this is how you see it. You let them go. And then you saw people saying, look, cute people against, you know, Antifa. No, they were one in the same. They were all actors. This is what an IIA is. Remembering Ukraine, we did that. What you're seeing in Belarus, we did that. This is all the same plan. And when I say we, I'm talking about the fourth unelected branch of government, aka the shadow government, aka the fifth column. You call it what you like. I've called it the fourth unelected branch of government because they are so pissed that President Trump could not be attached to any strings. That's one thing. You can advise President Trump, but you cannot make that decision for him. He will not allow that. He is way too smart for anyone to bring that over on him. That's the way it is. So what you saw was a faux plot because they wanted an attack. They, want, they were waiting for real people to turn up. But come on. The QAnon movement is not an evil movement. It doesn't promote going out and breaking things. It doesn't promote protests. It tells you, use the tools you have. File within your state, in your city, in your county. Get them to go to work. Make phone calls. File little complaints. Shower them with emails and take back your neighborhood. That is what Q says. Think. And respond according to the tools you have. We do. I've never seen anyone come out writing. We even saw when Gestapo governor of Michigan was out there, you know, allowing protests for whatever organized paid, you know, riots they wanted to do coming down on people that were peacefully protesting and they had guns and they peacefully protested and they didn't like that. They needed someone to come in. But you know what? 
This is why patriots are staying off of that. This is why they're not going out to protest. Like this is why they've taken the water and started going boating with signs, putting signs on their lawn. Guys, I drove through East Cleveland and saw Trump signs in East Cleveland, right? East Cleveland. Like these people are not having it anymore. People are understanding something's up. Like this is nuts. What is going on? <laughs> Hello, George. This is where people are starting to see. You have to let them see. You can't just force feed it because then the global media will come out dictator. So this is where you let them see and beg you for help. Um, that being said, what we're dealing with here is people on the order of hundreds, not like Los Angeles in the early 90s with the Rodney King riots where it was literally an entire swath of one of America's largest cities. So you're literally dealing with tens of thousands of people potentially violent. Hmm. And, um, you know, the, the, the tragedy here is this is all controllable if the governor would simply continue to back up or back up, she's pulled out her state police, um, the local police and bring in her own National Guard. She has over 7,800 National Guardsmen who she refuses to activate to contend with the situation in Portland. Oregon has the resources to solve this problem, and yet they refuse to it would, do it. It would probably and it's also expected help if they to be stopped, done at the state level. It would probably help if they also stopped letting these people out with no bail who they've arrested for rioting and, and assaulting police officers. Correct. This, this video is a little bit different um, than what we've seen in the past. We saw this happen a little bit in Chicago where these quote unquote protesters, rioters, whatever you want to call them, uh, have not gone into just sort of the downtown area like they did in Denver last night, but they actually went into neighborhoods and they stopped people from getting home. They were intentionally trying to sort of inflict uh, a very violent and difficult situation on people who were just trying to get a good night's sleep. At what point, if the governor's not willing to do something and the city police either aren't willing or are unable or don't have enough manpower to do it, at what point is the federal government having to start protect people who are just trying to get a decent night's sleep in their neighborhood and are being turned around by these groups that come ready for a battle with shields and swords and long things to beat people with. Yeah, so um, this crossing of the residential line is really one of those things that at least I personally feel like is a, an important escalation. And I mean that in a negative sense, of course. Um, that, um, that, that the people's homes are their castles. Uh, we've seen this happen before. We saw it in St. Louis most famously. But this is a very, uh, this is intentionally intimidating tactic on the part of, um, I won't call them protesters because they're intimidating. They're, they're criminals. Right. And um, when you have local authorities that won't, and that's the word here is won't, um, solve this problem. And in fact, some of them actually encourage these, these rioters and criminals um, should the federal government step in. And as I said, this president hasn't taken any options off the table. I don't think we're going to ever broadcast how we would deal with that. But th this is a pathetic failure of local and state yeah, officials. One of the, and, and One of the things in the Insurrection Act to ad address an insurrection in any state which makes it impractical uh, to enforce the law so people can decide from themselves based on well, the, video the federal whether, law that's met yeah federal law uh yeah 
impractical to enforce the federal law. And there's no federal law being broken uh, with people marching through residential okay. areas, even if it's Makes a good intent point. to intimidate. I, we got to run, but the uh, intimidation in the residential uh, barrier is one is a point you brought up as things have changed over the past uh, couple of weeks. We appreciate the time as yes. always, sir. Yeah, good to be with you, Leland. Yeah, nobody wants to hear facts. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> Gotta go. So that's that. We have Wisconsin uh, suddenly. Um, let me play. It's a 30-second. Uh, it's a two-minute clip, so you should watch it, too, where they're talking about Wisconsin. It's pretty interesting because it's happening everywhere, and you're just like, what's going on here? What is happening? Oops. Let's get that volume going so you can hear what's going on in the world. Protests over the weekend in Wisconsin as hundreds marched on police headquarters in Kenosha after police shot a black man yesterday. It happened after police responded to a domestic call. The incident caught on camera and a warning. Some viewers may find this video disturbing. Yeah, the man is seen as officers followed him to his car and fired several rounds as he tried to get in. Mike Tobin is live for us in Chicago. And Mike, what are police telling you? Well, Trace, the investigating agency is now the Wisconsin Department of Justice Division of Criminal Investigation. That agency says it may take as long as 30 days till the public starts getting some answers in this case. Uh, the Kenosha Daily News, however, quotes eyewitnesses saying that Jacob Blake was breaking up the fight to which police were responding. It was about five o'clock last night when Kenosha police got a call about a domestic disturbance. At some point, their interest became Blake. He can be seen walking from the passenger side of the vehicle around to the driver's side. Clearly, the officers have weapons drawn. Reports say Blake had been tased, but continued walking. As Blake goes headfirst into the driver's side of the vehicle, one officer can be seen pulling on his shirt as if to keep him out of the car. Then several shots are heard. That video quickly made the rounds on social media. What followed was riots. Numerous cars, dumpsters were set on fire. Windows were smashed. Kenosha police impl implemented a curfew. The county courthouse and administrative uh, buildings are still closed. And while the Division of Criminal Investigation says they've yet to determine if prosecution is warranted, the Democratic governor of Wisconsin, Tony Evers, tweeted, while we do not have all the details yet, what we do know for certain is that he is not the first black man or person to have been shot or injured or mercilessly killed at the hands of individuals in law enforcement. OK, so what do we know about Wisconsin? The police said we are not we are not going to provide you any protection for the DNC convention. Remember, we are not going to help you. And here we have the governor uh, adding to this gaslighting of uh, race wars. And it could have been a white man, a black man, a brown man. This is 2020. Huh? People come in all shades, shapes and sizes. Right. But, you know, we have to keep that racism alive. We need another trigger point. Come on, man. George Floyd died. We need another one. We need to get these riots. Wait a minute. We are going to have them because here, <laughs> cue music. Oh, the officers that shot George Floyd, remember we said this? Oh, not going to be prosecuted. Mm. So then people are going to be upset. And this is how it's going to work. You know, they've got it all planned out. But the thing is, we're months. See, when I started my show, I was months and months ahead. So then I cut the time down. So let's just say we're 10 days ahead of them on how it goes. And this is how they like to gaslight the people. You know, they're setting the world on fire huh, in the wrong way.
because the people are a lot smarter now. They've had three years of information coming at them where they're discerning and they're taking act an active part in their communities. They're no longer, it's too bizarre. And see this COVID hoax that they wanted to push on the people of making it. Remember, I called this not so much a plandemic, but an infodemic, okay? Infodemic. I coined that back, uh, what was it? February, March. It was an infodemic. Ironically, they removed my Twitter for that. Still waiting to find out why it was removed. And uh, I'll just keep being persistent. Uh, but this infodemic is exactly why we're in the position we are at. We do not have information that we can parse through. And I've said this all along. And, you know, obviously the QAnon movement has been saying this. Think for yourself. Think for yourself. Because information that, you know, there's sometimes purposeful disinformation that is to, um, you know, for security purposes or for other reasons of obfuscation. I mean, it's not like you're going to tell them, hey, by the way, I'm coming for you so they can prepare. First, you have to put in the work. Then you have to put the eyes on things and then you tell them. Because usually you find them when they're trying to hide their tracks, when they want to delete, when they want to remove. That's how you catch them in the act by doing that. So here's where you see it. I mean, remember, we've always compared this to what? New Zealand. Remember with that fake shootout and how everyone quickly turned in their guns and how all the outlawed persons were going to New Zealand. How New Zealand was that black place where you could just walk in there. It was a simple black hole of access to information because that's the only place you don't have to log on and show who's tapping into the five eye system. I've told you that. I think it's still on big league politics where I wrote about that, where I told you about the five eyes. I told you how they watch, mm. you know, and for people that use social media and think that they have anonymity. Remember, they block your devices. Everything is logged, not just IP, but your actual device. Surveillance goes both ways. And history will not look kindly on those that have been fighting against their own nation. History will not look kindly upon them. Listen to what else they they report here. Now, prominent civil rights attorney Benjamin Crump, Crump now represents the family. He says Jacob Blake had three children in the back of vehicle of the vehicle when he was shot by police. A retweet on Trump's uh, page says Blake, who was life flighted to Froder Hospital in Milwaukee, is out of surgery and recovering in the ICU. According to a report in the Racine County Eye, Blake has had run-ins with police before. Back in 2015, according to the report, he brandished a weapon inside a bar. He resisted arrest and ultimately had a canine turned on him. Trace? Mike Tobin, live for us in Chicago. Mike, thank you. Okay, canine release on him too. Listen, guys, it is exciting because what we're seeing is is uh, a change uh, in the wind. I told you that uh, August would be uh, a hot. Uh, no, I didn't say it would be hot. I said it would be a roller coaster, which pretty much gets you hot under the collar, and it would be insane. And I remembered it as so. 
But I also told you the marker is Labor Day. It's after Labor Day that we come in and damn, are those punches coming hard. And the key thing is here is to, uh, if you guys watched movies where there's people that are like behind this table and there's a shootout and then one person's like, I'll start distracting them so you can run and continue whatever plan we have, right? Well, they're expending ammunition right now so we can see where they're coming from. You getting it now? See, this is how you do it. You put it out, expend all your ammunition because we're watching exactly how you're doing it. Taking us back to the source. Remember, following the ants is how you get back to the ant hill, right? To find out where the queen lies. Well, we already know who the queen is. Who the queen is. But uh, this is how it works. And this is going to be coming like no other. Now, for those of you asking, my website, I'm trying to see, uh, you know, I'm trying to be nice and saying, listen, I don't want to have to take you to court. I don't want to have to file theft charges for my communications, you know, because the next step that I have to do is file like an FBI report that my stuff was stolen, et cetera, et cetera. I don't want to have to do that. So I'm being nice, but we'll see. We'll see. Because the one thing I don't like is um, causing more on others. I can't, you know, you're, you're, you're victim of your own actions. And, you know, when we add to that, you know, rather than show forgiveness and, you know, even though we can't help it when we're human, we get upset, right? We get upset. Um, we have to be a little bit more, not lean. I don't want to say lenient, but, um, forgiving. It's really hard. It's very hard. Very, very hard. Uh, but I'm struggling with it. That's why, um, you know, I apologize if I come out. My little black hat, um, you know, responses come out sometimes. And it, it shouldn't because that's not me. Um, so let me play this clip of Maria Bartiromo, who we've seen in her true face before, talk about the Trump campaign. And the countdown to 2020 is on 70 plus days away from the election. The Republican National Convention will kick off today. Party heavy hitters taking the stage tonight, including Nikki Haley, Congressman Steve Scalise, Senator Tim Scott. President Trump is expected to speak in some capacity every night of the convention before accepting the big nomination with an important speech on Thursday. The GOP releasing its goals for a second term, including creating 10 million jobs in 10 months and developing a COVID vaccine by the end of the year. This is the president's second term agenda. The convention coming as White House Counselor Kellyanne Conway said that she's leaving the White House for personal reasons. Joining me right now is Trump 2020 presidential campaign senior advisor, Jason Miller. Jason, it's great to have you this morning. Thank okay, I just want to stop there for a second. I want you guys, if you can find it, there was a screenshot of somebody's tweet in my article about uh, the white, there's no whistleblower. It was a wiretap where I have Adam Schiff all messed up with headphones, uh, you know, listening in. There was a tweet that was an Easter egg that tells you about this departure. But you're going to see a lot more departures coming. And the president warned it on Friday when Shadowgate was released. No one is immune to getting out. And you'll be surprised how many people work with the companies that we've just put on the line for you how network they are, how far and wide they go. And again, the purpose of releasing the video, we wanted to release it in July and it was supposed to be released on July 20th, believe it or not. 
That's the date that they returned a warrant for Millie Weaver, her brother, and her um, husband. But um, <laughs> they didn't serve it until the day they actually put it up. See, because we weren't talking about it. And uh, when we did start talking about it and when it was actually being uploaded, that happened. Oh, at the same time, scathing article about me happened. You know, this is how they work. They communicate. And, you know, the thing about communications is surveillance. You know, you guys wanted surveillance. Here you go. So Easter eggs are already there. This is why they took everything down. Right. This is why they took everything down, because they didn't want you to be able to see the Easter eggs. Thanks so much for being here. What will be a success from your standpoint for the next four nights of the convention? Maria, good morning. Thank you for having me on on such a huge day, both the kickoff of the convention as well as the launch of our second term agenda from President Trump. I think going into tonight and this week, it's really going to be about telling the American story, uh, telling the stories of the forgotten men and women that President Trump reached out to in 2016, showing not just what he's done for them over the first four years. You can make the case that President Trump's done more for folks in America in the first four years than any other president in history, but also the vision looking ahead. And this is a key contrast, Maria, from last week to this week. Last week was all about grievances and painting a divisive picture of America. This week, you're going to see optimism. You're going to see a reason for people to come and support President Trump, even if they weren't with him in 2016. You'll see why we have so many people, and it's going to completely change the perception of who is a Trump supporter, what it means to be a Trump supporter. There's a lot of excitement. So go through the agenda for us, Jason. I think one of the important ones here, obviously, jobs, creating 10 million jobs in 10 months. How is the president going to do that? And then he also wants to cut taxes to boost take-home pay and keep jobs here in America. I know that he's talked a lot about moving supply chains back to America. Absolutely. And this is one of the things with the agenda. It's very aggressive. And I think a lot of folks last night, including the great one, Mark Levin, chimed in and said it's one of the most aggressive and proactive agendas that they've seen in history. And at the top is jobs. And that's where President Trump is really the jobs president. We talk about 10 million new jobs in 10 months. We're going to use tax credits, additional deregulation, additional tax cuts, different things to both create jobs that are here. We talk about a million new small businesses, obviously eradicate. COVID-19. This is another key differential. I think Joe Biden wants to manage COVID-19. President Trump wants to eradicate it. That's a huge differential. But Maria, the point, and you talk about this every single day on the show, it's also about getting tough on China and uh, stopping our reliance on China. This means bringing back a million manufacturing jobs from China, uh, holding them accountable for what they did with the China virus. This is a key differential. There are a lot of things to look. Go to DonaldTrump.com, the website, and check it out. But you're going to see President Trump holding the Chinese government's feet to the fire and really getting tough in a way that we haven't seen in generations. Yeah, and, and, and the president goes through health care, education, draining the swamp and defending our police as also priorities for his second term, along with ending illegal Im immigration and protecting American workers. Is all of this resonating? Let's talk about the state of the 2020 race, Jason. This month's national poll from The Wall Street Journal and NBC News shows President Trump behind Joe Biden ahead of the RNC, trailing by nine points nationally. It is also worth noting, however, the same poll from that week during the 2016 election showed the same difference between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. What's your read on these polls? 
Well, we're actually in better shape now than we were four years ago. And I'm going to put on kind of my political nerd hat for just 20 seconds here to, to explain to folks who are either A, at the office or B, still at home getting ready for work. So first and foremost, when you look at the national polls, you got to keep in mind that like this NBC Wall Street Journal, that when you go from registered voters, which is what they sampled to likely voters, President Trump picks up about four points. That's because Democrats run up the score in blue states like uh, um, New York and California. Republicans uh, run up the score in red states say like uh, Georgia and Alabama. So there's about four point pickup there. Then when you look at the battleground states, the states we need to get to 270 uh, versus the states or versus just overall nationally, uh, we close the gap further. And so between closing it from register to likelies, and then also when you look at the battlegrounds as opposed to the national ballot, that can close it by as much as eight or nine points just on its own. Our internal polling shows this e either leading or within the margin of error for every state the president needs to get to 270. Uh, we've picked up about four points in the last two weeks. Rasmussen has the president over 51 right now. So our internal polling, President Trump, we think is winning, is in position today to win this thing. And to come out of that after the Democrats convention, yep. pretty remarkable. Well, the poll also finds that the president has maintained his support among white and Latino Americans. What about uh, women? What about African-American community? How do you feel about the president resonating in those two areas? Oh, very good. And you look at our, especially with our African-American supporters, the Black Voices for Trump. We've been opening up field offices all over the country. A great team there with Katrina Pearson. And we talk about Gail Wilson and also Harrison Floyd. Uh, great, great team here uh, at Trump headquarters. I think we're up to, I think we're in the neighborhood of like 18 or 19 regional offices all around the country. We, is, I know you're going to have Dr. Carson coming up here shortly to talk about opportunity zones. And this is a great agenda. Numbers also improving with suburban women as well. Well, I tell you, Maria, that uh, the momentum's on the president's side right now. We're pretty excited. Yeah. I mean, I think school choice is, is something. Yeah, the momentum's on his side because now they have circular reporting to anchor. You know, uh, you know, Patrick Berge actually put out a really great tweet that I just retweeted, which is interesting. He said, uh, the archetypal figures in my case are all never Trump. They have paid assets everywhere in the mainstream media, social networks, social media networks, radio. They say everything they know you want to hear because they predictively model you and know you. It is important to listen to my New Year's Day where I tell you about AI in China because that is where you see I've been telling you this all along. But when needed, they turn their assets against the target. And right now, unfortunately, Shadowgate has put huge targets on all of us and you are starting to see them flourish uh, with misinformation, uh, manufactured information and trying, uh, you know, they're actually committing crimes and they don't care. They are committing crimes so um, what people need to understand is that um, this has been all part of their plan. They have assessed you. They know your weaknesses. They know your deepest desires. Remember, they have all your search history, what kind of porn you watch, what kind of posts you like to watch, how trolly are you, right? Your maliciousness. 
who you roll with. They hear your conversations, what words you use. So that way they can create these factions and they can activate these assets. It's really important that people understand that. Um, so Patrick did a great job in putting that out um, because, you know, this is, this is actually treason, you guys. What's happening is treason. What Shadowgate has shown you is treason. And I don't think people understand the treason. It shows you. These are former generals. They're doing a lot of things. They're robbing you. They leave the military and because they know best, because they're generals or, you know, admirals, they create these companies that take jobs and contracting jobs. Remember, L3 Communications has intelligence community contracts and it's owned by Soros. That's one. But they have most of these companies under different names that execute all our State Department work, DOJ work, CIA work, all the alphabet agency works. Not all of them. <laughs> Not all of them. Military work, DOD, you name it, even White House. And they have all of these contracts. And they use their contracts to subcon. They're making money like nobody's. They're stealing money from you. Stealing money from you. Now, uh, Patrick is still in Washington, D.C., hoping to run into a few people. Uh, you know, he's really upset, and I make him right in some sense, but I'm like, you know, hey, it's all about timing. I've, uh, you know, I, when I reached out to him, I was watching him for a while. I'm telling you, when I saw his IG complaint, I was like, oh my God, the poor guy, he thought he had whistleblower protection. That's the reason they use subcontractors of primary contractors so you're not protected. That way they annihilate and A-bomb your whole life. Um, and then they have assets, nasty assets that go. So he's he's in D.C. right now and he's hoping to come across people uh, so that way um, he can get answers now that it's out in the ether. There's more to come. The president told you that on the Friday that this movie dropped. The president has been telling you this all week. It's all about to come down. And all of you out there, all you patriots out there doing that digging, showing all these connections. Remember that Friday um, when I was, when, when, when my friend and counterpart, her kids were being stolen. I, I even said, you know, the, 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 the prosecutor is so dirty just from a first glance, from Rico to Wexner. It is disgusting. And all of you have been working hard and going at it. I'm telling you, it goes even further than that. There's other government officials and even some generals that all coordinated this stuff. And so people need to be trusting their gut and seeing what's consistent, consistent, so um, on that note, this week is going to be pretty interesting. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, pretty interesting. Um, pray for those that cannot see. Um, pray for us that are struggling because we're only human and it really hurts. And pray for our president first and foremost because he's the one taking the big brunt of this. Um, because... If he fails, we all fail. And and that's key. So remember, 71 days until we reelect President Trump. So on that note, 
I am going to close it with um, my jam. Leave me, I don't want to set the world on fire. I just want to start a flame in your heart.